0: Hi, this is Missy Higgins for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too.
1: No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the one million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit
2: businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store.
3: We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at ALNF.org.
4: Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
5: Been playing for a while. Sweet kicks. This footy makes you smile, Sweet Kicks football. If you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile, Sweet Kicks football. Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed. Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football
6: the Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search The Smith Family.
7: If you've had something stolen
6: or if you've had property damaged, you
2: need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable
5: or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131
4: Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.
7: It's
8: It's a Saturday morning at Northport Oval in Port Melbourne, the VFL Women's Match of the Day. We are bringing you third versus first. It is Port Melbourne versus Collingwood of the earlier bounce-down time of 10.45 this morning. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company. A very quick intro of the commentary team because we do have our special guest on the line, Paul Sebastiani, should I say... Not in prime time as you normally
9: are. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, we'll get we'll get through a Saturday morning as quickly as we can, Pete, so
8: looking forward to it. And also joining us as well, the one and only Casey Demon supporter, also from the Holmes Glen Sports Media course, Elise Collette.
10: Morning, Pete. Thank you for having me.
8: Great to have you both here, but let's jump into it straight away because we've got on the line one of our special guests. He is the head coach of Port Melbourne in the VFLW. Very good morning to Lachlan Harris.
11: Morning Pete, morning team, welcome to the sunny, warm Port Melbourne
8: (laughs) (laughs) We are absolutely rugged up and let's just hope it doesn't hail like it did uh, overnight Um, First of all, obviously from last week, a disappointing loss against the Southern Saints What's the talk been like during the week for this group? Because let's be honest, a lot of us for maybe two months now have been circling this game Port versus Collingwood here in round 11
11: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Disappointing from our end. Um, You know, I think effort was probably one of the things we highlighted to work on throughout the week. And one of the continued things is about uh, our connection with our group, with new faces coming in. So just a bit of work in to know each other even more so during the week and hopefully we see the results that day.
9: Lachlan, uh, Paul Sebastiani here. Thanks for joining us again. Um, Obviously, you're coming up against your your old team. Is it just business as usual for you or is there a a little bit of added spice for you in this one?
11: Oh, I'm not going to lie, if, um, you know, there's a lot of really good friends I've got uh, at Collingwood, so it, it would be nice, but I'm going to be sitting up here in the walk in the coach's box, so it's going to be how I uh, perform it here. It's going to be the girls, but I'll get bragging right over a couple of mates, would be nice. <laughs>
10: Morning, Lucky. Thanks for joining us. Collingwood, up right. first undefeated, bit of a daunting task. What, what do you think you guys have to do today to, to knock them off and finally, finally give them a loss?
11: Yeah, um daunting task, yeah, potentially. Um, you know, everyone's there to be beaten. So I think, you know, what we'll focus on is, you know, how we implement our style, how we stay engaged uh, for 80 minutes of footy, probably one of the, the big key things. And uh, I think we've got the personnel and the game style uh, to match them and then beat them. It, it's just got to be about executing that. And I think i said to the girls inside earlier, it's always better coming off um, on a cold day of the field uh, with a W with, rather than a loss. So I hope that gives them a, a bit of extra motivation.
8: Just looking through the side as well, um, Emily Harley must have been happy with her performance last week in that loss. Name best on ground for you. Uh, got a goal as well. Um, can, can you talk about what her spirit's been like over the last few weeks? As we know, she was unlucky. She got delisted by Richmond. The rules are that each AFLW club has to list, delist a number of, of players. What's her attitude been like as, I guess, she tries to fight her way either back to Richmond's list or obviously another club's list in the draft?
11: Absolutely fantastic uh, first and foremost um, you know she's been you know even in the short time she's been involved with our club and you know she's been yeah, since round one but you know she's become a leader in, in her own sense and unfortunately we won't see her out here today she's um, off camping in Darwin um, new friend which is disappointing but you know her effort and her intent to continue to improve herself uh, she deserves another opportunity and hopefully we get her back next week and um, she can get a couple of snags on the board mm-hmm. now Lachlan you've got a,
9: a host of sort of Richmond AFLW players sort of coming down into the side is it a case now of and, and we see it a lot now in VFLW is it rewarding sort of the VFLW girls because they've been there and done it this year or is it a case of just sort of getting that talent back in there and and, and backing the wins as, as you go through the season
11: it's, it's, a, it's a real balance. Um, you know, we, we talk with uh, the girls coming through here that anyone that comes through the gates here at ETU Stadium is a, a Portland Melbourne Borough player, uh, regardless of where you've been previously. So, you know, at the end of the day, best team will play um, and we'll get the balance. You know, not, not you know, yes, you will play here, you here, but it's around really getting that balance. And if it's the Richmond girls, Richmond Lister girls, if it's, you know, Catherine Smith, if it's our Nabbley girls, our VFLW girls, best team will play and, everyone's really buying into that ethos. Mm-hmm. It's um, really pleasing.
9: Yeah, and just speaking of the opposition as well, We I spoke a few weeks ago to Carlton VFLW coach Luke O'Shannessy, and he sort of made mention about it, it's sort of sometimes a little bit of a struggle to get footage and, and really analyse the opposition. How do you sort of combat that and, and make sure that your girls implement the style that they want to?
11: Yeah, probably the biggest difficulty at the moment is um, not having behind the goals vision for yep. VFLW, um, to be able to see that movement and stuff. but um, I think we've got a really committed coaching group, uh, with Bill, Patty, Belinda, Lund, myself, that we've been out and watching a number of games live. So we'll take that information and, yeah, really trying to replicate things that we've seen live games, especially behind the goals, and put the outside um, on vision with it. So, um, hey, you do with what you got, guys. Um, you know, you play it out with, would we love that more? Absolutely. But I think we've got a really good, uh, look on how Collingwood have been playing, um, as well as our these teams and, we'll put our best foot
8: forward tonight. Obviously, Collingwood have got a couple of big ins today. They've got Sophie Casey and Jamie Lambert. You know both of them very well from your time previously at Collingwood and how damaging they can be. What's your philosophy going up against them? Is it a case of, okay, let's throw on some Richmond-experienced AFLW players onto them, or is it a case for a Port Melbourne VFLW-listed player to put their hand up today to say, okay, you're going up against one of the best. If you want to make a name for yourself, especially with the draft coming up, this is the day.
11: Uh, great challenge, and they're both human. Um, you know, Choppy's been fantastic for AFL for the last couple of years, and so KC, I think, is uh, criminally underrated, um, in that sense where, but hey, they're human, uh, we'll play, you know, our best against their best, and, as uh, you said, mate, you, know, you gotta play the best to be the best, and, um you know, go out and perform. Good. We want to put the confidence into the girls that they go out and play their game, and they'll be okay, rather than focusing too much on the opposition.
8: Well, Lockie, thanks again for spending some time with us this morning during the pre-game show, and all the very best today against the Magpies. Thanks, guys. Stay warm up there. Well done, as Lucky <laughs> Harris. Of course, he's got the comfy coaches box. We should say here at Northport Oval, literally 10 metres across from us, but elevated and with air conditioning and heating. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, and, and I'm
9: sure I'm sure a couple of sausage rolls and party pies to keep the uh, keep the cockles warm, Pete. As well, I reckon we
8: can get into some of those at halftime. Canteen is open here at Northport Oval, which is great. And, and uh, we should have uh, hopefully Chloe McMillan in about a, a couple of minutes to join us as well here on the uh, uh, pre-game show. But we should introduce properly, of course, uh, as we said. Paul Sebastiani and Elise Collette with us today. Um, primetime Paul Sebastiani. Yes. We know, of course, that you also do a number of podcasts with Blues Abroad, including the Jumper Punch. Yes. This is a crucial one, considering Collingwood's playing today. You interviewed Wayne Harms. Did you ask him, how far was that ball out of bounds? Well, let,
9: let me just tell you something. He loves riling up Collingwood supporters by saying it was out by an absolute mile. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was, look, being, I mean, look, I'm only 27 years old, so I was only one when Carlton won their last premiership. So never saw it and can't obviously can't remember it. But to be in the presence of, of two, three-time premiership players in the form of, of Wayne Harms and, and Alex Marcoux, uh, it was, yeah, and he, they brought the medals in, the premiership medals uh-huh. and, the, and the Norm Smith medal that, that uh, Wayne Harms won, whose actual great-uncle was Norm Smith. Oh. So he was he was almost basically destined to, to win the award. So, uh, yeah, jump a punch, YouTube,
8: subscribe to that, Blue Abroad as well. So it was um, very, very good fun interviewing those two. And, of course, Elise, as we know, that you're a, you're a mad passionate Melbourne supporter. You would have been happy last week. You weren't able to be there on Saturday night, but the Casey oh. Demons doing a number on Williamstown. And all of a sudden... The case is, I mean, not even with the the strongest of Melbourne AFLW team. Mind you, they've got Ian Zanker, Libby Birch, and whatever. They're a team that's now starting to make a run for the finals, and and one that could all of a sudden start to maybe worry Collingwood, worry Port Melbourne, and Geelong. I actually was there Saturday night um, on the
10: boundary line with a good friend of mine, and yeah, what a what a win! And yeah, I was looking looking at the team sheet for for today's game against Carlton, and yeah, that seriously that's a uh, a strong lineup and we've heard the assistant coaches um, talk about how much how much the AFLW girls want to come back and play for Casey so that's a really good sign in terms of the culture and the one club mentality and yeah I don't I don't think they'd fear any opponent at the moment, so just yeah.
9: quietly, Peter, Lisa, and I—we're going head to head this weekend. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 across it's, multiple leagues. We've got leagues. Casey, Casey, and Carlton today, and then we've got Melbourne versus uh, versus Carlton tomorrow. So I think uh, I think the Blues are going to hand the Demons their first loss tomorrow.
7: Oh, Don't be so <laughs> certain, sir. <laughs> <laughs> just just reminding him
8: that the Carlton Football Club is based in the council region—that is the City of Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> so you own Carlton, technically. <laughs> Touche. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. When we return on the other side of the break, we should have Chloe McMillan, the head coach of Collingwood VFLW, right here on wolfradio.com.
12: Even I Hey guys, I'm Jess And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. RAD Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink Not the person who's had the least to drink It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever Face it, their lives are in your hands So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out You'll make the road safer for all of us the
5: average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At OzHarvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to OzHarvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
1: Hey Gary, what time you call this?
2: Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh there Steve O. G'day Steve.
13: Good morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you
2: get up to?
4: Not much.
3: Are you okay, mate?
4: Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen. Encourage action and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au.
13: Hi, Kirk Pingili from Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats, but our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
8: On warfradio.com the VFLW YouTube stream and also 89.1 FM at the ground delay free this is the VFL women's match of the day third versus first it's Port Melbourne and Collingwood Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani and Elise Collette with you at Northport Oval let's go to our second guest for our pre-game show, she is the coach who currently has the team sitting on top of the ladder and undefeated, the view must be nice it's great to have on the line Chloe McMillan Chloe how are you?
14: I'm good, thanks, Pete. How are you going?
8: Not too bad at all. How is the view, by the way, from up the top of the ladder?
14: (laughs) Um, No, I wouldn't say that. I think we're we're playing some good footy at the moment, but uh, there's plenty of other teams that are um, playing some pretty good footy as well. So while we're there at the moment, um, we're certainly not resting on that and... um, aren't taking anything
9: for granted. Well, Chloe, Paul Sebastiani, thanks uh, thanks very much for joining us. Um, obviously, a, a big win against North Melbourne last week, but were there sort of things that you took away from the game that the team still need to improve on, and what, what were the learnings you took out of that game?
14: Yeah, there's a couple of things. Obviously, um, we had plenty of opportunities um, at goal, but we kicked 10-15, so that was one thing we wanted to work on during the week is just making the most of our opportunities because in games like today... Um, they're going to mean a hell of a lot um, those shots so if we can um, fine tune that and then just a couple of things with our ball movement but overall we were pretty happy with our performance from last weekend especially
10: Morning Chloe, thank you for joining us um, you've got some very, very handy inclusions this week, Jamie Lambert and Sophie Casey
14: what will they bring to the side today? Um, yeah, they'll bring plenty and it's um, kind of obviously been a good week for those yeah. girls to come in but we've sort of got sort of our AFL players on a roster so Um, This was their week to come in. They'll play a couple of games for us. But, yeah, we're really excited to have Chopper come in and so just a bit of experience around the midfield and obviously in defence. So, um, yeah, something the girls are really looking forward to as well.
8: Chloe, focusing on some of your VFLW-listed talent, it seemed to be finally a breakout game for Neve O'Connor last week against North Melbourne. 23 hit-outs and nine disposals.
14: Yeah, we we looked after our ruck, Sarah King. Um, She's been and crashed the last few weeks so she sat out this uh last week and they come in and played in the ruck after usually playing down in defense and she did a really good job for us she's just someone that whatever role we have for her she'll do it and she loves it so yeah she's been great for
9: us now chloe obviously the team you know t- 10 games and 10 wins what what do you sort of what what do you do at training to, to to keep the girls sort of up and about for all those weeks because i mean is it just more of doing doing the exact same thing over and over again or, or changing it up and keeping it fresh
14: um, oh, it's a little bit of both. Obviously, we want to keep um, working on what's worked for us that um, so far. But then it's also trying to change things up a little bit and keep the girls engaged. I know um, Thursday night we had a bit of a theme night and had a bit of a dress-up and just sort of <laughs> had a little bit of fun, which is something that you don't get to do too often in season. So, yeah, it's not taking everything really seriously. It's just about the girls enjoying themselves. And I think we're seeing that with them playing their best footy.
9: Did you, did you get dressed up yourself or...? <laughs>
14: I did, but according to the girls, that's what I look like every day. So, um, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs>
10: Probably fair. <laughs> Looking ahead to this afternoon, Port Melbourne. They've, although they've had their two losses, they were undefeated for a number of weeks. How? What do you think you, you guys need to do to to make sure that um, you guys win and keep your undefeated record intact?
14: Um. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not so much about. Keeping winning, and we just want to play the way that we know we can play. Um, they're really strong around the contest, and obviously they've got some AFL-listed players that will probably play um, around the middle of the ground. So I think that's where sort of the battle will start, and it's probably who can get on top there will then um, get a set of the looks in 50, which um, hopefully is us at the end of the day.
8: Well, Chloe, thank you very much for joining us again on the pre-game show, and we wish you all the very best today in this important clash against Port Melbourne here at North Port Oval. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much to Chloe McMillan, the head coach of Collingwood in the VFLW, currently sitting undefeated minor premiers. You know what? I always keep speaking to Nicole Graves, who coaches Colin at Tweed, won a number of flags in WA and Victoria. She goes, "I don't like going through the season undefeated. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it." <laughs> you know how, how nervous do you get as a coach? I mean, you're obviously proud that your team's doing so well, but you, do you think, oh, "When's it coming? When well, is like, it, when's it you coming?" You know what it
9: is, Pete. I think it's almost a case too of when you're when you're a player, and and I know we we sort of had this back down at um when I was playing down at EDFL level is that we sort of went undefeated for sort of eight to nine weeks as well, a similar run, and and it's almost like success syndrome. It's like, oh, you know, geez, we've won eight, nine in a row. It's like, okay, we can maybe – not that you purposely go out to do that, but just subconsciously it's like, well, we're on top. We're two games clear you know we we might not have to run that extra 5 or 10 yeah, meters this week uh, yeah here and exactly there. Yeah. but i think i think the beauty of, of being an afl coach or a, an aflw or a vflw coach is the art of of keeping them up week in and week out and when they do drop off it's about mitigating the damage as well so look this is going to be an intriguing clash, and Port Melbourne obviously have the advantage of, of playing at their home ground, so it'll be interesting to see how both sides go, but I'm, I'm expecting a, a
8: very, very tight contest today. It'll be interesting to see how the borough do bounce back from that loss against yeah, uh, the, the Southern Saints. South. last week, yeah. yeah the, uh, to be done on their home deck, I mean okay, if, if you point the finger at anything it was probably the first quarter, that three goal to yeah. zip mm-hmm. jump by the Southern Saints, and then the Saints just had to try and squeeze the life out of Port Melbourne for the remainder of the game, and the Barracks couldn't find a way to go, they missed, were missing Sabrina Frederick like they are today, so all of a sudden that that posed a problem for them in the forward line. Um, I do di- I do hear word that Katie Brennan might be coming in for them as well at some stage Oof. in the season. So oh boy. <laughs> so so and Ali McKenzie as well. So right. hold on to your hats for that. But um, my dear, it's an interesting theory today that. Again, Port Melbourne playing against Collingwood. If you had the choice, and we don't know this, if, yeah. if you're Lachlan Harrison, you had the choice, yeah. would you have put someone like Katie Brennan in today? Or do you go, no, let's keep that one in our pocket and let's wait for a month when finals come around because we're going to cross paths again? Potentially. I mean... How many? How many games?
9: Is there a certain amount of games you have? To, uh, I'm certain there's a certain amount of games you have to play uh, until, it, your, it, until it, you're el- eligible to play
8: finals. In the right. past, it used to be something like just one game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But the rules keep changing oh, every yeah, yeah. year, exactly. and, and there's nothing exactly. officially on a website for okay. us to actually look at to go, "Aha, yeah. that's yeah. the rule." Yeah. Oh, look,
9: well, it, it, it's all dependent on form and, and whether yeah. or not they want to come back and come back into the grade and play. And I know from, yeah. from from what I was I was talking to a few AFLW girls that they were saying that they want to be playing VFLW because they missed the season last year so that residual fitness space as well going into 2022 um, that that might be something that, that they look at but look Lachlan Harris has got he's got that armory at his disposal and uh,
8: good luck to him, I say. Uh, another game on at the moment, just quickly, uh, yes. uh before we jump into at least Southern Saints, two straight twelve, lead Geelong, two behinds. That interesting. That, that, that is spicy and that is troubling news for the likes of uh, for the likes of the Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and Carlton, who are all this week essentially playing for their life to keep alive in the race for the finals. They need the Southern Saints to slip up somewhere. They were hoping that A Geelong win today would put the Southern Saints in a vulnerable position. If the Southern Saints win against Geelong, Mm. that makes it extremely difficult for the sides outside. They can still mathematically make it, but it's extremely difficult to get in.
10: Yeah, and we were lucky enough to watch the Saints last week and they were were very, very good. So, yeah, very interesting. It's still still very early, so anything can happen, but... Yeah, very interesting well, start down you, there. You
9: know my theory on these things. Once you store tuck once you start talking about mathematics, mathematics to make the eight,
8: or to make the finals, I don't think you can really make
10: a <laughs> <The, laughs> point.
8: The, Plucking at straws. The, 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 the only two sides that I was looking at going, okay, the Western Bulldogs had some good quality AFLW players dropping back into their side. You're thinking, right, maybe they could make a run at it. And Hawthorne, Hawthorne's side doesn't look like anything. Look at, look at the start of the season. They keep recruiting in players from here, there, and everywhere. I know I'd like to say, we don't like to call them to Lister We like to say that they've come to Hawthorne. Bec, they were delisted. It is what it is. Positive
9: connotations, but, Pete. But, but, but,
8: but there are some like Phoebe McWilliams and, and what have you that haven't been delisted, but they're just, yeah. you know, what because they're based in Melbourne, it's easier to play for Hawthorne. Fair enough. But um, they've, had, uh, they've had an influx of talent, plus they've got three Eastern Rangers girls in from this week. They're kind of a side where, OK, they could cause trouble if they make the finals. They do have a strong side to win games, but they're in that unenviable position of got to win out. Uh,
10: Almost a case of leaving their run just that little bit too late. Like if they'd had that kind of sight in a couple of weeks ago, maybe things would be different. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've only got, what, yeah. four rounds left.
9: Yeah, exactly. And you speak of, especially in these short seasons, Peter, and, and I always harp on about it, momentum is such it's such a big thing as well. Mm. And it can chop and change in the blink of an eye too. I mean, and this, this is what we talk about too, about these AFLW players and VFLW players combining. It's, well, if you've got a host of VFLW players who are playing well, do you then sort of upset maybe Team Harmony and bring down the AFLW yes. players who might be arguably a little bit more talented to try and get that push towards finals. So I think as a coach, it's a balancing act, as As Lockie said, as Lachlan Harris said, the Port Melbourne VFLW coach, about striking the right balance between getting the girls in who deserve their spot because they've been playing VFLW all year or bringing back the talent of the AFLW girls and trying to get those wins. Yeah,
10: and I feel like they've n- never had to have that balancing act yep. so much in yep. previous years because the two seasons have been separate, but... Yeah, it's not a not an enviable task, is no. it?
8: And the worst thing as well is that we've heard where some community leagues saying to players, if you played fifty percent of the VFLW games, you can't play community football right. anymore. Yeah,
10: I've heard. I've heard the figure is seven because. One of the uh, Port Melbourne girls is from my club, the Devils, and I was talking to one of my, my club mates and he said, yeah, she can only once she plays seven VFL, she can't play for Done. the Devils anymore. Yeah,
8: yeah w- when you hear that, you go, oh, my God, because if a player gets squeezed out, so, say you're at Collingwood, let's say, for example, because they've still got to come back, not only some more AFLW-listed players, but also Oakley Chargers players who they're aligned with, and the Oakley Chargers are playing their grand final tomorrow. If you get squeezed out by one of those players... And you've already played more than seven games. That's it. It's May, and your season's done.
10: Mm, and a yeah. long time till next season.
8: Or is it? Yeah, well, well, that's, that's it. it. That that exactly. you are. <laughs> On yes. the other side of this yes. break. Yes, yes. yes you're yes. listening to the Women's Australian Rules Football Radio.com, A match of the day. It's Port Melbourne and Collingwood. We're back after this. The mate with the high-tech
2: Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central
12: is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Waffle W, and W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central as well as on our Facebook,
6: Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not handout you can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up please sponsor an australian child today search the smith family
4: winter has really set in time for hot drinks warm soups a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children in fact 79 percent of burns happen in the home Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
13: Hi, Kirk Pingilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
8: WARFRadio.com and the VFL YouTube stream and delay free of the ground on 89.1 FM. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Third versus First Port Melbourne versus Collingwood. We have a a 10.45am bounce down this morning. We're 15 minutes away from that. Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani and Elise Collette with you today. Tomorrow, by the way, from 2.30pm, North Melbourne take on Hawthorne down at Box Hill City Oval. The news during the week, the big news... AFLW expansion yes I think a few of us were a bit like are we really going to go there yeah they're going there Um, the decision has been now this affects all we know for the AFLW nothing has been said about state leagues or grassroots at this stage but the reality is that the what you could call the 2022 season will kick off on December 2021 so we are now at this point five and a half to six months away from the start of the next season Now it's being brought, as you said, it's being brought forward to, it's going to be a summer competition Is and that, the yeah. grand final will be before round one of the men right, so it'll okay. be done and dusted before then. That's 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 what they're aiming for. Well there's been while well, there's been a lot of lot of head honchos that are coming
9: forward. Jeff Kennett has voiced his opinion about it all. Nicole Livingston has but I've I've got actually I've got Nicole Livingston's quotes here if you if you want me to buzz through them. She said uh, in a press conference you've got a lot of girls coming through that have now played right through from Oz kick to AFLW and there's a lot of girls coming through the system. We've invested invested heavily in the talent pathways and those now look very equal to the boys we're very proud of that piece of work that we've done to accelerate those girls coming through the system so obviously they they do believe that there's enough of a talent pool to to be able to you know feed feed into feed into these new AFLW
8: clubs and obviously Nicole doesn't watch much BFLW bang there's me <laughs> off the top right. <laughs> <laughs> big big uh, uh. And, and, I, and, I, and I say that, and this is not to knock the, the current VFLW no, players, no. but obviously uh, uh, this, this is the thing that gets me with the predicament and that shows me, hang on, you can't be serious one way or the other. Just to explain for people, the expansion process is that teams now have a, a few months window, that's Essendon, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide and the Sydney Swans to apply for an AFLW licence. They can come in early if they like, that is in December 2022, playing in that season through to 2023, or they want ideally... all. Four in by December 2023 rolling into 2024 that means essentially at the earliest they could be coming in in something like 18 months and this is this is what's confusing they're saying oh we believe the talent pool is deep enough Mm. but at the same time just this week they gave a bunch of priority picks to five clubs in other words more than a third of the competition got priority picks because they were deemed to have squads not up to scratch and so if more than a third of your comp has squads are up to scratch, then why are you bringing in four more teams? And
10: many of those clubs that did get compensation picks were Victorian, and they want to
8: bring in two more Victorian clubs? Exactly. And even the Bulldogs were kind of diplomatic in their way. I think Debbie yep. Lee mentioned something about the compensation picks. Oh, this is this is the process. And Nathan Burke kind of retweeted, oh, very diplomatic of you, Deb, <laughs> which is kind of wink of the Bulldogs are trying to hint, hey, we got completely gutted during yeah. expansion two times over. We would like, you know, we'd probably like a little help too. Yeah, yeah. But, um, again, it's like the quality that we've... I mean, I'll say my personal opinion, I'll throw it to everyone else. The quality I've seen at the VFLW talent. Do I reckon that if you had the VFLW team of the year at the end of the year, yep, which is all the non-AFLW mm-hmm, players mm-hmm. can go, at, would that team beat an AFLW side? No. Uh. Well. You, yeah. You'd argue not. But
9: again. From from now until well, so so they're saying by twenty twenty three is when they want all eighteen teams to yeah, have yeah. A, 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 a women's a affil- or a women's exactly. club right by, by December twenty twenty three. Okay,
8: all, all, all four should be in. So, so
9: clearly, clearly they have done their research and they're looking at the pathways and they think that there's there is enough there. I mean. Even if the club sort of push back for a little while, it's it's inevitable that 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 this is going to happen, P Whatever, mm. whatever. Yeah. It's a case of you know we say jump, they say jump, and we say how high. So look, I guess you, you back the people in admin to make the right call, and and if it is, good luck to them. If it's not, well, we, we keep complaining, don't we?
8: <laughs> <laughs> That's my repertoire Isn't it? That's why we get knuckles. Um, but. But I keep looking at one thing. A player to highlight was, and you know Elf Carlton, Lucy McAvoy. Yes. Who dropped off in her second yes. season. And I think some players that have come through as great 18-year-olds kind of struggled in their second or third season yep. in the AFLW. And I go, this is why you can't judge the under-18s girls' forms against the boys' forms because yep. they both then take very different paths when they get to senior football. When you're an 18-year-old boy that gets taken in the AFL draft, you then get paid almost $100,000 yep. as a rookie. Correct. So you don't have to worry about a full-time job. If you want, you can do uni or not. But essentially, when you're not at the club training, you're at home on the Xbox. That, that's all PS5. Yep. What, what whatever you want, you've got as much free time in the world to think football, mm. football, football. And if you move out of home, again, you're on 100K. Things are great. Now, if you're a young woman that's 18 that gets taken... Now, maybe the first season you're probably still living at home at that stage because you might be still finishing high school first year of uni or taking a year of uni off. You're still living at home. You're not worrying about rent. Your folks are taking care of things like they did during your junior days. But then all of a sudden, let's say you're 19 and now you move out of home because a teammate says, oh, we should move in together. You know, great, great, you know, great bonding thing. But now all of a sudden... You've got to worry about paying rent, paying bills. You've got to get a job because you're only a part-time footballer. You've got to get Mm. a job. Oh, and by the way, you've got to juggle uni with that. You've got a lot more things to juggle on your plate and a lot more stresses and worries with limited training time than what a male does... No wonder why we see this drop-off of 19- and 20-year-olds, because they're like, all of a sudden, bam, yep. life hits you between the eyes. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that's going to cripple them forever. Like, we see but by the time women start to hit their early to mid-20s, then all of a sudden, OK, they get used to it, and they can figure out how to plan your life, even though it's it's stressful for a lot of them, mm. as, they, as Shani Layton, Steph Giochi and all that have mentioned. But, yes, we're not considering that, well, yeah, all these great... Girls are coming through from the Oz Kick and the junior programs, but it's like, but their reality as a young adult is different. Compared to a yeah, exactly. boy's reality,
9: exactly. I think too. You know, it's it's all about, uh, and this is the same for, for the blokes as well. It's just all about priorities. Like, I mean, if I, I think if you if you if you are to focus solely on on an AFL or AFLW career, I mean, if you put it's like anything, any job, any life. if you put the hard yards in in the early phase, well, then then you'll reap the you'll reap the benefits, yeah. you know, in, in the longer run. So we, I mean, you look at you look at players like you know Taylor Harris was asking now for yeah. for over one hundred and fifty thousand, or that's that's what that's the money that that's been floated around in the the press. So, look, I think as the competition begins to grow and expand, then we'll start to see more girls, you know,
8: prioritise their their football over, you know, maybe part-time jobs or, or university. I guess probably the only one good thing about them now saying, OK, this is expansion and this is when we want all teams, etc." in is that now it now gives, I guess, the Players Association for the next CBA coming up after the 2022 season to go, OK, you've done all your expansion, all your timelines. Right, now we need to talk about timeline to full time. Yeah, mm. that's the that's the next phase in the development, isn't it, Pete? And, and, and oh,
9: how long it takes until that is implemented who knows it's it's how, how long is a
8: piece of string Pete lisa, lisa yeah. cado uh, tweeted online she reckons 5 years yeah i reckon more than a decade I th- it could oh, be not surprised and me it could be unfortunately. unfortunately the reason why i'm a bit pessimistic on that side is because this competition they're looking at running a probably a december to march window with 18 teams i see it as the conferences will be back 9 teams in each conference Everyone will play each other once. There'll be a buy-in there. Plus, there'll be a rivalry round or something like that where you cross over. That'll make up the 10 games. And I reckon we're kind of going to get boxed into this 10 games and three weeks of finals type of format Mm. for a while yet because it's a big jump. To play everyone once, it's going to be a big jump to go from 10 games to 17 games.
10: Mm. Yeah, They've got to progress it up. But I was talking to some friends during the week who are as big AFLW fans as I am and... Yeah, we're all talking about how they should shorten the men's season because that's what the players want anyway. But fan group, men's fans groups and the TV networks will never, ha- never go for that. Good Once luck you- keeping
9: the broadcasters happy if that happens. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. frustrating.
10: So, but yeah.
9: but I, I look at it too, and, and I, th- I think it will just be a natural progression of... As a quality, well, I mean, it's it's a simple way of looking at it. But just as the quality of the game increases, you get more viewers, you get more money in, mm. you can invest that money into the competition, facilities, coaches, into the players, and all that, and it will start to it will start to open up. As a, as I say, I know I know it's a cliche, but
8: Rome wasn't built in a day, Pete. Indeed. On that note, we'll take this opportunity to take a very short break. where We'll return the bounce down of Collingwood and Port Melbourne in our VFLW Match of the Day. The
5: average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
2: There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where go radio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live radio radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. (laughs)
1: they're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate.
12: I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the Nab League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. It's-
8: The VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFRadio.com and also via the VFLW YouTube stream. Hopefully, you've got <laughs> Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani, and Elise Clint. I say hopefully because we're not actually looking at our phone at the stream. We're worried about the radio call of things. So, hopefully, you at home are enjoying it. If not, WARFRadio.com will always have you uh, covered. And of course, tomorrow we've got the Hawks in North Melbourne. I should just add one quick little sidebar to that AFLW expansion because we did tease and we didn't talk about it. Yes. We officially do not know how this affects the The VFLW. Um, The VFLW was partially aligned you could call it with the AFLW when they moved the season to start in late February which is about halfway through the AFLW season. We do not know yet if the VFLW will move to December to fully align or maybe January to be halfway like it was this year or if the VFLW will end up going back the other way and they'll go no the VFLW will now become a winter competition again. So as of that announcement, we have absolutely no idea.
10: The the inner cynic in me can't help but think is this their subtle way of trying to get rid of clubs like Darabin? Because if they start the VFRW season in December, clubs like Darabin, Williamstown and others won't have access to their home grounds. So, how... Where are they going to play the games? Where are they going to train?
8: Exactly, because Port Melbourne at the moment, there's a cricket pitch in the middle of the ground. Normally the cricket club plays here, who plays in Cricket Southern Base, but they want to go up another level to sub-districts. and They've actually applied for that during the week, and there was a meeting, I think, due to be held shortly on whether they were going to get um, in. There has been kind of movement behind the scene, I've heard, to try and get the cricket club to move down to JL Murphy Reserve, and uh, which is about a, about a kilometre down the road, and get them set up here. But the cricket club has actually been here at Port Melbourne longer than the football club. So so who knows how that plays out. Yeah. You've got the same thing with Hawthorne. Hawthorne can't play at Box Hill.
10: Yes, um, that's ground cre- as well. Because cre- played
8: there, and just by matter of fact, Box will play in the women's premier competition, and Meg Lanning, the Australian captain, is their captain as well. So yeah. you're not winning the PR <laughs> war oh, on yeah, that I one. I, I, I've heard things like maybe they may go out to Dingley when Hawthorne do be that, build that training facility. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard a rumour that they'll share Icon Park. I've also heard a rumour that they'll go to Frankston for a while. So no-one knows exactly where Hawthorne will play as yet. Um, And Essendon, um, as much as they expected the hangar, um, uh, and they play VFLW games there as well, I'm hearing that Essendon, Craigie Burn kind of thing happening. Okay, so, interesting. So, yeah, we and as we said, Dabra normally play out of Northcote. They did play a couple of games at La Trobe University kickoff this year. So there, there is that pickle for the VFLW to try and sort out. Mind you, let's talk about what's happening here today. This is third versus first on WARFradio.com. The third place, Port Melbourne, an 8-2 and two record. Collingwood sitting on top of the table undefeated. Will it continue today or will the cause a boil over? The clouds, oh, she's a bit hey, they're rolling in, Pete. They're slowly rolling in. The sun's trying to peek through. (laughs) Let's see what happens to get us underway in this big round 11 clash. His prime time, Paul Sebastiani. Thank you very much, Pete. So
9: uh, all in readiness here at North Port Oval. First versus third. Collingwood versus Port Melbourne. It'll be King to do battle in the ruck with Elizabeth Wilson to get us underway. Umpire holds the ball aloft. Collingwood attacking to the right-hand side of your screen. Port Melbourne to your left and we're underway. King won the first tap and the Pies look like they're going to get the first clearance. Guy went in and under over the football, was fetched immediately by Neil. She was wrapped up as soon as she won possession. And we'll have another bounce here inside the centre square. So... It'll be King and Wilson again to do battle in the ruck. Wilson plucked it out of the ruck. Ball falls towards the feet of the the midfield brigade of both teams here. A swarm of players around this one. King laying another tackle and we'll do it all again. Third ball up inside the first 30 seconds of this game. Imogen Barnett lining up at full forward for the Magpies.
8: Umpires caught out a free kick. Going the way of Port Melbourne. It'll go to the ruck. Elizabeth Wilson. And Wilson decides to go on the right boot. She's coming to the Norm Goss stand side of the ground. Big fist being put in there by Ricardo. Picked up by the borough. On the left boot going long up the line. Oh, a little interesting knee in the back by Seymour. The umpire said missed it completely. Play it on. Shevlin tries to go for a hand pass. Picked off by Seymour who tried to give it away quickly while under pressure. Got it back in the air from Hannah Bailey. She's all wrapped up. Umpire comes in and will call for a ball up. Kate McCarthy tweeted online talking about the AFLW expansion. Will this mean the end of long sleeves? Kate, if you're watching (laughs) today, plenty of long sleeves for the boroughs today. Don't you worry about that. And one of them with the long sleeves is Sophie Molan, who tried to give off a hand pass. The umpire said it was a throw, though, and it's going to go the way of the Magpies, and uh, ending up with the pill is the number 60. Jennifer Guy? No? She'll give it off to Marla Neal. So, Neal, at half back here for the Magpies. Neither team able to conjure up a score
9: yet. She comes inside a dangerous kick. It's going to be chopped off by Port Melbourne. Going in under the football for the Pies. There was Purcell. But uh, Port Melbourne are going to go inside Ford 50. Sophie Casey sitting under the football for the Magpies. She picks up the crumbs. Handball to Velado in the back pocket. She drives this one and it's smothered really well by uh, Sophie Molan. Speaking of those long Peach is uh, involved early and we'll have it tossed in around about 50 metres out from the Port Melbourne goal. At least Colin early.
10: A very, very even contest so far, but a better start from Port as compared to last week.
9: So, Rucks go at it. King one front spot, although uh, the uh, Port Ruckman in Seymour won the tap out. They get a little handball out there towards Coy's and she gets a kick, but it's marked by Velado And now
8: Collingwood will transfer towards this outer side. And coming onto the football is Jasmine Ferguson. And Ferguson runs onto the football. It doesn't quite sit well for her. She gets dumped after she got rid of it. The umpire said it was fair. You can play on. Tanner just about cleaned up someone on the way through. She's got, I think, uh, Purcell there on her hammer. That's to spin around. Gets on the boot to try and square it up. Was looking to try to go to centre half four. The ball fell short by a long, long way and it'll be taken away here by Corbin Veal for the Magpies. Going further up the line, was trying to find Imogen Barnett. They've still got plenty of run on with the Pies with a long kick going inside 50. Bouncing ball, Hannah McLaren out the back. She had pressure on her hammer from Abby Maloney and the ball will go over the boundary line and out of bounds underneath the old time clock here at Northport Oval. It's no score yet for either side. We've gone three minutes in this first term. So Collingwood attacking towards this uh
9: Right-hand side of your screen. Barnett, as we said, she's lining up at full forward. King in the ruck against Wilson. Wilson just got the tap there. I think Lambert in and around the football for Collingwood. Ball bumbling around a swarm of players here. About 45 metres, yeah, but they get a clearing kick here, Port Melbourne. Kick by Sansaniti up towards the wing, though. It's out of bounds on the fall, and we'll have a free kick going the way of the Magpies. It'll be... Sophie Casey, she's just the attacking side of the wing here, she's looking for options further afield, she plays on umpire, calls her to go, she kicks this one inside forward 50, waiting for that was Lambert, had it well fisted away from her and we'll have it tossed in around about 35 to 40 metres out from the Collingwood goal, 3 minutes 45 seconds gone in this opening term neither team able to conjure up a score yet
8: and it'll be Wilson and King to do battle in the ruck again as the ball is spinning back into play. Wilson tries to get front Posy, The ball fell short, well short of both rucks. Picked up off the ground by a roving Jamie Lambert who tried to kick around the corner. Hannah McLaren tried to uh, Hannah McLaren tried to take it one-handed. Couldn't quite hang on to the football in the end. Abby Maloney all over it like a cheap suit. But it doesn't matter. It pops out in the end to Claire Dyne who decides to go up towards the uh, half-back flank. Now half-forward flank intercept there. By Lambert for the Magpies, kicks it back inside 50. Low trajectory kick at the feet of Maloney, who kicks it away and it dribbles over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw-in, 40 metres out from the Collingwood goal, going towards what's called the Bob Bonnet end here at Northport Oval. Some quick thoughts from Elise Collette.
10: Yeah, not not very many clean possessions so far, but I guess that's what you'd expect from from a battle of two sides of this talent.
9: So again, it'll be King and Wilson to resume hostilities in the ruck plenty of players around this football at the moment umpire's hovering, we'll have another stoppage inside Collingwood, it's forward 50 guy getting up from the bottom of that pack there Uh, sorry Neil so umpire tosses it up again, this time King wins the tap down neither team able to win clean possession looks like the umpire's hovering again big
8: tackle there laid by the port defender and again, we'll have another stoppage Keep an eye on Jennifer Guy's game today. I think Geelong will want those clubs as part of the priority picks package are allowed to pick two mature aged players pre-draft. And Jennifer Guy's been putting in a solid season so far for the Magpies. Her name could be on the radar for the Cats. But I'll try to get in there. Lambert as well for the Magpies. Umpire says, I'm going to call for a ball up. And this is between centre wing and the half-forward flank here for the Magpies. City side of the ground at North Port Oval. Ball is thrown up in the air. Both rucks miss it, taken straight out in the end by Wilson, whose kick is smothered off the side of the boot and will go over the boundary line and will call for a throw-in some interesting around the ground, scores. The Cats now with a three-point lead over the Southern Saints. And the Casey Demons leading Carlton by 19 points. Okay, hopefully that doesn't happen tomorrow <laughs> either, Pete, at the,
9: uh, the MCG. But uh, from the ruck, Wilson. She's done this a few times, trying to win it out of the ruck and give little handball off. She did well. Little handball inside to Bailey, and she gave a quick-fire handball to her team, although the Magpies win possession back. Little handball back there by Guy. Neil was over the football. She laid a really strong tackle here on centre wing, out of at North Port Oval. Ball flips out. Really good. Tackled by the Port defender there. Again, it's bobbling around here at centre wing. Neither team able to win. Clean possession. Ball in dispute. Kneel under the bottom of the pack there. And the umpire said, I'll ball it up. Smack bang centre wing here out of sight, North Port Oval. Neither team yet to conjure up a score. Six and a half minutes gone in this first quarter as the Rucks King and Wilson go out. It. It's been a good battle so far. King won the tap down, fell out the back of the contest, so to die. She tried to get a kick up towards half forward, and that's exactly what Port Melbourne are going to do. They'll probably go inside forward 50. Picking up the football there was Smith. She wheels on her right boot, had her kick smothered, near went in there, but now it's fallen towards a wave. Claire Hyde, she got a little handball out the back there towards McClellan. Pies do well to force Port. Melbourne back, and now a clearing kick up towards half forward by Ricardo. Umpires called a free kick at centre half forward here. I think it might have been down the ball down the field. Sorry, Lambert, I don't think that's going to be advantage, is it? No, umpire's going to call this back, Pete, I think. And it'll be a free kick going the way of the Magpies at centre half forward to be taken by what looks to be
8: Colborne Veal, I believe. And that might be the best thing for them because Lambert end up uh, spraying the shot now they're getting the point. (laughs) So I think she'll be glad uh, that one will be going back. So Corbin Veal will have it and when she puts boot to ball, she'll be uh, outside the 50 metre arc going towards the Winstown Road end or the Bob Bonnet end here at Northport Oval. She gets on the right boot, goes towards the top of the square, went through several sets of hands. The ball got out the back. Dutchie Kais is with it. She put it on her left boot, tried to kick around the corner. It was ambitious, the kick, to say the least. The pies could clean up oh. here unless Cody Jacks comes from out oh, of nowhere, umpire. plays the tackle, then she gets immediately besieged oh. oh. upon by Hallett. The umpire comes in and says, ah, it's tough wet weather footy. Let's call it a draw. Let's ball it up. Was that correct disposal, Pete? It was an interesting interpretation. (laughs) As the ball is thrown up in the air again, King wins it down. Going in there once more is Cody Jacks. Couldn't extract it. Bramash drops in over the top. Umpire says, uh, once again, no pro opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. If you've just joined us on WARFRadio.com, we've gone eight minutes in the first term. No score either
9: side. So at half forward here for the Magpies, umpire's called out a free kick, and it'll go the way of the ruck in the form of... Edmonds, so she gives a quick little handball off and now Port Melbourne will drive this one up towards centre wing, target is Tanner; she couldn't take the mark and it trickles over the boundary line and it will be a free kick going the way of Collingwood, last touch rule, last kick rule, it'll go the way of Jasmine Ferguson and she can drive the pies back up the field she's got a short target here in bunker, she ignores that King is long up the line for her, no, she goes to bunker, short little kick's okay now she can wheel around She's on centre wing here at North Port Oval. Port Melbourne have uh, defensively set up fairly well. Driving kick up towards half forward, but a great intercept mark being taken by Laura McClelland. And she can relieve the pressure here. She comes across the field. It's not a bad little kick. It's OK. Now Hannah McLaren, she can wheel and go. She takes a bounce, running through half back towards this outer side of North Port Oval. The kick was OK. Just eluded her teammate in Sarah McNamara, and it'll be a free kick again going the way of Collingwood for that last touch rule, and it will be taken by Imogen Purcell. Centre wing, outer side here at North Port Oval. Another team have conjured up a score. We've gone nine and a half minutes.
8: So Purcell with the football, looking around for some options. Alex to go short, Bramage comes in, McLaren, her own teammate takes the mark and says there's no one in front of me so I'll go for a bit of a run, then tries a bit of a shank kick job in the end, Sophie Lockman manages to get around a couple, goes with almost a worm-burning kick going forward, running onto it in the end and taking advantage is Ashley Richards, she goes inside 50, pressure on here oh. for Caitlin Lee who gets absolutely mown down from behind by Gabrielle Seymour, the pie somehow will come out of defence, it's a dangerous switch kick across, was looking for a player to run onto it, couldn't find anyone and instead just taking it one-handed and kicking it around the corners with McClelland for the Borough. Kicks it towards the pocket. Pies playing front position. Lock comes through to throw her weight around but again Lee will take it away here for the It's A high, high, high kick. Going to be intercepted though and taking the mark here wearing the number 23 is uh, Jade Anthony, one of the players that have come up from the Dandenong Stingrays in the second game today for the Borough, kicks it, Purcell had it, went straight through her hands, lost it while under pressure, screaming for it was Cody Jacks, couldn't quite get onto her hands, coming after it, Gabrielle Seymour has she got time, she's got mowed down but her kick got smothered at the same time umpire says she can play on, Jen Guy wants to jump in there, jumps on the football ball, cried the crowd, the umpire says it's squeezed out, you can play on and in the end taken away by King, it was a shank job, then across to Bermas, she decides to work it sideways. Burra pressing again, going inside 50 with the kick, working wide towards the Sandwich Events Centre, picking it up though and getting a shove in the back at the same time, Cody Jacks, the umpire said no, she fell over the line, throw it in well what a passage of play that was Pete they
9: just uh, neither team able to really get anything uh, sort of fortuitous going forward at the moment we've gone 11 minutes 20 seconds into this first quarter King in the ruck there against Seymour Seymour won the tap Collingwood win possession at the contest but it's going to be Port Melbourne who win possession back and they can go back inside forward 50 stepping out of trouble was McNamara she snapped a quick kick on her boot towards uh, the forward pocket here around the football for the borough was Jarks she Got a little quick kick forward. Velado in there for Collingwood. And I think her kick's gone out of bounds on the full. It has indeed. And Sophie Mollen, well, she's on a very, very acute angle here. About 30 metres out from goal. This would require her absolute best... So, again, neither team able to score. 12 minutes gone into this opening quarter. Looks like she's lining up for a shot here, Elise. Has she? Can she yeah. Do you reckon she got the
10: accuracy?
9: Yeah, I'm not sure. The we'll is
10: going to be the issue.
9: So, kick towards goal. It's not going to reach. But a mark or oh, nearly taken at the top of the goal square there by Seymour. She won back possession of the ball. Again, Collingwood defence standing up tall. They get a little handball out. Now they can go through the back pocket here. Kick up towards Halfwood. It's a three-on-one in favour of the borough. Almost taking the mark was Barnett. It went out the back. Fishing the ball was Lauren. McClellan but the boundary line is going to beat it we'll have it tossed in right next to this interchange gate here at half forward for Port Melbourne another team able to conjure
8: up the score we've gone 12 and a half minutes into this first quarter for Wharf Radio as the ball be thrown back into play right in front of our broadcast position spinning back in it comes doing the rack work is Evans there for the barra taken away by Jen Guy, hand pass over the top, taken by Claire Dyde, who got on the left boot, kicks it, tries to go inside 50 and taking a mark right on the paint, the number 24 and Ashley Richards another one of those Long Stingray girls, gave it across though to Bramar shoulder really right up the creek, going in there is Hallett can't get it out, watching on there at the same time is McNamara, the umpire circles, circles like a sheepdog and says, nah, let's call it back for a ball up, and let's get some thoughts from Elise Collette.
10: Yeah, not... Uh, still very frenetic, very congested at the same time, and yeah goals are definitely going to be very well out today.
8: 13 minutes gone in this first term. No score either side. Ball dribbles inside 50 for the Baratano. Is trying to get to it. Kenton there is Seymour as well. Used her body well. Ferguson going with her. Ball on the deck. Who's going to get clean hands out of it? You're looking for Locke to maybe do something. Umpire circles and once again calls for a ball up just in front of the Sandridge Avenge Centre. 15 metres out from the Port Melbourne goal. They're going to the left of screen. If you're watching on YouTube, that's the Fred Cook end. So ball tossed up, Rucks do
9: battle again Velado in there for Collingwood being wrapped up as soon as she won the football was Jasmine Ferguson right on the point of the goal square and Port Melbourne it's almost death by a thousand cuts here Pete, they're just slowly yeah. getting towards a goal but haven't been able to kick one yet Velado, she's the last person uh, towards this line there, little quick handball out fished away by Colborne Veal and uh, I think the umpire is going to call for a throw in yet, yeah. boundary line beat them all and we'll have it tossed in deep inside the Port Melbourne forward 50. Neil around this football for the Magpie she's been lively early in and under so Rucks will go at this one it'll be Seymour and O'Connor to do battle she had a great game last week Neve O'Connor breakout game she gets front position at the ruck there but uh, winning the tap down was Seymour ball works its way up towards half back for the Magpies good tackle there laid by the Borough forwards but we're going to have a ball up here around about 45 metres out from the Borough goal they're attacking towards this left hand side of your screen as
8: Jamie Lambert makes her way onto the field as the umpire clears the way, make sure everyone's in position and throws the ball up in the air and away we go again. Edmonds won it down for the borough. Ball hits the deck. Jumping in there is Catherine Smith. She's immediately wrapped up by Caitlin Bunker. And the umpire once again will ask for the football back. 45 metres out from the borough goal, no score either side. As it's thrown up, Evans put it down the throat of Catherine Smith, who tried to kick around the corner on her right boot, close towards the boundary line. Jacks lost control of the football that was originally in front of her. Mullen is asking for out of bounds, out on of the bounds. We'll yeah. get it. Convince yep. the umpire. Now will Smith take the free kick? No. In the end, it says the number 30 must take it. in Sarah McNamara, if that is yes, it is Sarah Mac, otherwise known as hashtag Drafted. Check out her comedy videos online. Very talented woman, very funny woman. Sarah McNamara from the Eastern Devils, originally. Now kicks it and tries to square it up. Looking for Tata. One bite of the cherry. Couldn't quite pull it in. Ball the deck. Bunker went through. Couldn't control it. In goes Mullen again. Wants to try and feed it out the safety lock. Kicking in danger, clearly. Oh, my goodness. Not paid. And it was kicked off the carpet by Shevlin. Goes in towards the middle of the ground. diet oh, was running after the opponent. Couldn't get it. There's Maloney. Maloney now kicks in towards the centre of the ground. Going to be intercepted. Taken by Cleo Saxon-Jones and she will go and attack again for the borough.
9: So, bit of a dangerous kick. It's okay, though. Works out. Edmonds takes the mark and she dishes off the quick handball out towards Sensen. Eddie, kicks a high one up towards centre-half 4 Didn't give her, her teammates any real chance of taking that mark. Lambert with a quick kick towards the middle of the ground. Coming in to intercept it was Borg. She lays a good tackle as well and we will have it tossed up here. Centre field at North Port Oval. Neither team able to... Hit the scoreboard yet. It's a 0 nil, nil apiece. 16 and a half minutes gone in this first quarter and a free kick is going to go the way of the Magpies. So Shevlin, she can drive the Pies up towards half forward. It's a shocking kick. Can't not being able to take the mark for Port Melbourne. There was Molan. Now the Pies are in. Wasn't being able to pick up the football. That was uh, Xander, but she ended up grabbing it, kicking it inside forward 50. She's got a couple of targets up there. Borough defence do well. Anthony in there as well for Port Melbourne. They throw their bodies across the football. Little kick out here towards Smith. She's in hot pursuit of the football couldn't win possession Magpies win it back being wrapped up as she grabbed it was Hallett she got a little handball over towards Neil who thumped it up towards the forward pocket Barnett couldn't trap it and we'll have it tossed in deep inside Collingwood's forward 50 neither team able to grab a score yet 17 and a quarter minutes gone in this first term
8: let's get some quick thoughts from Elise Collette
10: Uh, Port's defensive pressure has been really good so far this first quarter. One thing I have noticed about the Pies this year is their, their possession is normally very clean and very good and they've got multiple options around the stoppage, which Port just have not allowed so far.
8: Die quickly gives the little hand off to McLaren. McLaren goes long, looking for McNamara to try and run onto the football. She doesn't get there in time. It's Ferguson in head for the Magpies. Puts it on the right boot, goes towards the pocket, just went over the head of a few, and they end up just shoveling it through for a point. Cleo Saxon-Jones seeing it through. First score of the game, nearly 18 minutes into the first quarter. Collingwood one behind. Port Melbourne yet to score on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. So the kick in to be
9: taken by Saxon-Jones, and she drives it to a two-on-two. Out the back there was Ball. Bo- for the borough, and uh, I think there's going to be a free kick going the way of Port Melbourne. It is indeed to Sophie Moll and She plays on immediately, gets a kick up towards the attacking side of the wing. Very smart mark there by Seymour. She worked her opponent under the pill, and she takes the mark. Collingwood have set up okay here defensively, and Sophie Casey is that that defender who's going to come across, chop the ball off and take an intercept mark and now she's going to go through the middle. It's a good kick as well. Collingwood can go here now. Mark taken by Demi Hallett. She slipped over as she went to kick it. It's a terrible kick as well. Port Melbourne intercepted. Jade Anthony little handball over the top there to Smith and she can go up towards half forward in hot pursuit of the football was Diet. She's going to win clean possession here although the Pies do well to creep up on her. Little uh, interception there though by I think it was Lambert coming up there on the mark and uh, it'll be a ball up here. Half forward for the Port Melbourne Bar. They trail by one behind. 19 minutes gone in this first term. you got a feeling
8: Diet was coaching towards the football, then looked up yep. and went, uh-oh, Bang. here comes <laughs> Samuel Lambert. And uh, that was the end of that. Uh, quick hand pass over the top. Marlon Neal will now take it for... The Magpies, kicks in towards the centre of the ground. Too much of a hot potato, just went through several sets of hands. It was Cleo Saxon-Jones who had it. Oh, pickpocket job here. Thank you very much. Coming through in the end was Imogen Barnett. Kicking inside 50 really had nothing to go to, though. Disappointed in the end. Cleo Saxon-Jones will try and clean up the mess from earlier and kick it long towards centre wing on the uh, city side of the ground. Taking it there was uh, Lambert who gave it across to King, who now kicks it long towards centre half forward. Couple of Borough players spoil each other, including McLaren. In goes Kaiser as well, ball squeezed out, McLaren ran over the top of it, hack job out of there by Matilda Sander, gained about 5 metres at best, 45 out from the Pies goal, quick little hand pass out there to Cowan, has a flying shot at goal, one bouncing away to the right. Might have scored for the Pies, they go to two behind, and Port Melbourne yet to score here at Northport Oval, and that siren indicates it is quarter time in a game where, let's just take our breath for a moment at least, <laughs> There was a few passengers <sighs> to play, me and Paul were ready to say, and that's the results from race six at Sandown. <laughs> on, <seconds>. It was, <sighs> uh, It was hot, hot, hot footy. Can they keep it up? That is a good question.
10: Yeah, you'd expect nothing less from two sides that are this talented and yeah, as I was alluding to before, goals are going to be very, very well earned today. And uh, how often do you See a scoreboard like that where neither side has kicked a goal in a quarter. Yeah, I mean, well, bloody hell.
9: I think you, you not not often you get a game that's zipped to a quarter time and you, you, you're taking your breath in and thinking,
8: jeez, they've had a red out, crack both teams, <laughs> yeah. haven't yeah. they, Pete? Yeah. I think Port Melbourne are unlucky. And I think they're starting to find some same problems as last week where where's the target in the yeah. forward line? They mm. can't seem to hit someone in yeah. that 30-metre zone.
10: Yeah, there's a lot of bombing it in and hoping for the best and, like, trying to hope that someone like like a McNamara, for example, could run onto it and try and get that goal, and it's just not working so far.
8: And do you have that feeling, Paul, that because yep. they've got the likes of Lambert in their side at Collingwood and a few other AFLW-listed players, they're the team that, OK, even if they don't hit their forward targets early... They have got the fitness to be able to just get create some midfield late in the game when the Port VFLW list players start to tire. That's exactly right, Pete. And that, that'll probably come to
9: the fore if Port Melbourne can't get away here. And I think I think what the Port Melbourne midfielders and forwards need to do is Sophie Casey has been playing that intercept role mm-hmm. down there at, at uh, in the back line for Collingwood. So they need to either either equalise numbers in that forward line and take take advantage of the, the the momentum that you have going forward or, as I said, just make sure you lower your eyes and make sure you realise where that spare is in defence for Collingwood
8: and work it out that way. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at quarter time. Port Melbourne, no score, trail Collingwood, two behinds. We'll be back after this.
2: The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new
12: era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Waffle W, and W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages
6: at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. The Smith family.
4: Ugh. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath, and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
13: Hi, Kirk Pengilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
8: Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on warfradio.com and on the VFLW YouTube stream. Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani, and Elise Collette with you at Northport Oval, where Collingwood, two behinds, lead Port Melbourne, no score. Before they start for this second term, let's get some around the ground scores, Elise Collette. A bunch of games being played this morning.
10: Yeah, and a very couple of interesting score lines here. Um, Southern Saints, are two Two points behind Geelong, out at, I'm assuming that's Trevor Barker.
9: It is, yes. yes. Thank
10: you. Um, down at Casey, it's the D's 3 3 to Carlton 117. And over at Williamstown, it is Williamstown, one behind Darabin, yet to score.
8: And we also have got Essendon oh, and, and, and the Bulldogs yes, up at Windy Hill. I said
10: started, apologies, it is one behind a piece.
8: And that uh, That is go. a very interesting game. If the Bulldogs can win that, that keeps their finals hopes alive. Carlton in a predicament if they lose to the Casey Demons, they're looking in in big trouble ah, to try yes. and make the finals. And, of course, as we know, 8th versus ninth tomorrow, live on warradio.com. we bring you Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Last chance saloon for both sides. Mm-hmm. That it game could go either way. Got to win to stay alive. If you lose, it's bye-bye. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And we need
9: some goals here as well, Pete. We need some of the forwards to stand up. I tell you what, I reckon the Magpies wouldn't mind uh, Chloe
8: Malloy up in their forward line, just um, quietly.
7: They would not mind a Chloe at all.
8: Either. Yeah, just quietly. So, or, 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 or I've been told maybe in attendance today, it's like Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just the, you know, tied AFLW best and fairest, you know. Maybe, maybe, you might run around. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing that. Who who knows if uh, she'll run around? Because a handful of those players, of course, as we know, played for the Collingwood VFLW Premiership team in 2019, yes. the last Premiership. Because obviously we didn't have the 2020 season. We're just about ready to get underway here for the second quarter at Northport Oval. Remember, it's a doubleheader today. If you want to come on down, there's also a men's game afterwards between Port Melbourne and Coburg. Uh, a couple of old VFA rivals here later this oh, afternoon yes. to get us underway. Here is Paul Sebastian.
9: Wilson and King to resume hostilities in the ruck and King, uh, sorry, Wilson won the tap down there and she won her own football but was wrapped up by Lambert as soon as she won it she got a clearing kick up towards half forward just in front of her target, that was Maloney she could have win clean possession of the football they go back in again here, the pies over the football was Guy for Collingwood That uh, it'll be Port Melbourne who get a clearing kick around the body there, that was McClellan she gets a kick that's trickling up towards the boundary line, it'll be the last kick rule going the way of Jamie Lambert so she can pump Collingwood back inside forward 50. They lead it two behinds, two points. Port Melbourne yet to score. So Jamie Lambert long kick up towards half forward two on one in favour of the Borough. Coming out the back there to to meet the football was McLaren. She got a little handball over the top was okay and now they clear it up towards the defensive side of the wing coming out to meet the football for the Pies was O'Connor. She forced the spoil and uh, Jamie Lambert in there for the Magpies in and under and will have it tossed up at half forward for Collingwood who lead it by two points.
8: A minute gone in this, for in this second term. Well, that double O and I thought you were going to go yeah. o o o o <laughs> as the ball is thrown up in the air. Away we go again. King wins it down, but it was almost roved right there by Bromage, taken away in the end by Guy, tries to go over the top. Because it was a handball, that still counts as last disposal at a bounce on the full, and that means it is a free kick going the way of the borough, and it's going to be taken away by the number 15 in Claire Dyatt. Dyer with the football, half-back flank in front of the scoreboard here at North Port Oval. Goes up the to uh, towards centre wing on the city side of the ground. Kicked indiscriminately off the carpet by Tanner. Gains about 30 to 40 metres. Not bad in the end. Lado was trying to clean it up there at the back for the Pies. They're under all kinds of pressure as Najali Borg was going to try and lay a tackle, but Collingwood still moving out towards the centre wing position. Again, city side of the ground. Good strong grab taken out there and getting up after picking yourself up the ground there. Looks like a Georgia Ricardo just looking around for some options Ricardo on the right boot goes towards the half forward flank came off several sets of hands there no real communication from the Borough Defenders Smith has now got the football after it came out the back had to spin around out of trouble got on the right boot, kicked it long and it was either going to be Ricardo was going to pick it up or she was going to let it go out of bounds and take the lasso rule She'll let it go out of bounds, but now she has the extra penalty of having to climb over the fence (laughs) to get the football back. But guess what? For the VFLW YouTube stream, it's a cheap plug for the league sponsor, Rebel.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Very well played, Pete. So the kick by Ricardo is a shank off the side of her boot up towards half forward, not being able to win the football with Xander Port. Melbourne win out here, though, and they're going to dash through full back. Collingwood uh, forward line trying to put on a heap of pressure, and now it's a foot race. Barnett worked her opponent off the ball really well. Got a little handball out towards Barnett she's uh, wrapped up as soon as she won possession Purcell threw it and then handballed the umpire said play on, was blindsided by it Uh, Saxon Jones was bumped off the football there she's in and under over this contest umpire hovering and will ball it up around about 40 metres out from the Collingwood goal they lead it two behinds, two points Port Melbourne yet to score real arm wrestle here at North Port Oval at the moment So it'll be King and Wilson. They've had a good battle in the ruck so far. Wilson, again, she does that and wins possession, and she's wrapped up as soon as she did, and the Collingwood forwards were onto it, and they will get a free kick, and the free kick will go the way of Maloney. So she will take a shot at goal. Wynn's sort of hitting her in the face here. She'll kick from about 40, so probably just dropped short of the goal Lambert's around there in the forward at full forward for the Magpie she's got King Short in the pocket if she wants it but Maloney looks like she's going to back herself in here so she trots in 40 meters out kick on its way just fading across the goal and it's not going to register a score Barnett couldn't trap it and we'll have it tossed in deep inside the forward pocket here for the Pies they lead it by two points we've travelled just over 3 or just on 4 minutes into this second
8: term yeah to see matching up Lambert and Smith not just AFLW players but former Eastern Devils teammates as well as the ball is thrown back into play Wilson versus King. King took it off the bounce, then got spun around as she put it on the left boot, put into an awkward spot near the ah. top of the square. The Collingwood player just threw it on the boot. She wanted to go it right, but it went left instead. It wasn't great news for her. Getting wrapped up immediately is Jade Anthony. The umpire said, definitely no 15 there, and we'll call for a ball up. About 20 metres out from the Collingwood goal, going to the left of the screen for those watching on YouTube. Known as the Fred Cook end here at Northport Oval coming in over the top to lay a tackle on that occasion. I think might have been Smith there. The umpire says, uh, I'll take the football back. Buried in that tackle was Demi Hallett, and we'll try and reset play again. Collingwood two behinds. Port Melbourne, no score. Deep inside Collingwood's forward 50. Going through there's Jade Anthony. Tries to fire it out to Dutchie Kyes. Melissa Kyes overruns the football and sees the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll throw it in 25 metres around from the right-hand point post. So Collingwood doing all the attacking in this second quarter.
9: It'll be King and Wilson in the ruck again. Wilson gets front spot. She won the tap down. Tap came down towards Smith and she was besieged upon as soon as she won the football. Demi Hallett over the football for the Magpies but umpire comes in, crosses himself, says we'll do it all again. So King won the tap down towards uh, her intended target I think may have been Cole Bourneville and the umpire is going to call holding the ball I reckon he's just paid that to uh, clear this stoppage out yeah, because uh, that is a very very stiff call free kick will go the way of Port Melbourne they're deep inside this uh, back pocket here quick kick up towards half back by Bramage, and it's out of bounds on the full and the Pies are going to lock this one in their forward half again and the free kick will be taken by Jasmine Ferguson
8: almost a coach killer one of those as Ferguson has the footy decides to pump it back towards the 50-metre arc. Maloney came in late, brought the ball to ground. Trying to jump in there. Cody Jacks tries to fight and wrestle for the football. It did squeeze out somehow. Still on the deck, though, and the umpire says, I'll ask for the football back, please, as Kais gives it back to the umpire. And we'll restart play again Run right the 50-metre arc. City side of the ground. Taking it there quickly out of the pack for the barra. They kick it in towards the middle of the ground. Clear players here to mop it up though including Shevlin for the Pires gave up the hand pass good chain of handballs working towards the Norm Goss stand of the get Norm Goss stand side of the ground is the words I'm trying to get out of my mouth <laughs> trying to go in towards Barnett who gets immediately caught and the umpire comes in and says that might be a bit too high and you can have a free kick and that is on a, wouldn't quite call a 45 degree angle. It is a slight angle, and it'll be from 35 meters out from goal. As uh, I think, Sebastiani, it, I you've think got a point. Mar- I down. think
9: it might, it might be Marla Neal. I think she uh, she went up for that mark there, and she she was cleaned up. Probably should have been a free kick to her originally. I thought she was sort of chopped on the arms and and taken high. But uh, we're going to have a stoppage in play as a as a host of. Uh, not, so it's, it's not it's Neil, not Neal because Neal wears like, the helmet and she's
8: now on the boundary there line. There we so. go. I'm trying to see. So. We'll just uh, pause for a moment as uh, they're checking her neck out and making sure everything's okay. there. The physio and doctor of the pies, as she came crashing down the ground pretty hard, and I reckon we could have a stoppage for at least a couple of minutes here if this gets up.
9: Yep, yep, yep. I think they're just sort of keeping ahead still by the looks of it.
8: We might get uh, LH to get ready for some around-the-ground scores as we hit the seven-and-a-half-minute mark of the second term here. Collingwood at two behind, Port Melbourne no score. You're on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream of Port Melbourne and Collingwood. This is third versus first. And, well, that player just gets sorted out. Uh, Around-the-ground scores with Elise Collette. What's happening in the VFLW?
10: Yep, things have changed uh, drastically down at Trevor Barker. The Saints are now leading twenty-seven to sixteen. Things have also changed drastically down at Casey Fields. These scores are now dead even at three-three uh, twenty-one. No further scored at Williamstown, and uh, the Bulldogs are now leading Essendon by a goal.
8: So we should mention it's one behind each there between Williamstown and Darwin for those that may have missed earlier as the uh, Collingwood player just makes sure that she's okay and it's feeling a little bit worse for wear. We hear a siren going in the background I don't think it's for her but nonetheless she'll come off the ground. The Collingwood jumpers are one of those that don't have the numbers on front of the jumper. We'll just confirm that for you when she comes to the bench and just about to get us underway with the restart. Is primetime Paul Sebastiani. Thank you very much, Pete. So it'll be Imogen Barnett to uh, take the resulting
9: free kick. So she's about 30 metres out. <laughs> slight angle here. Lining up for the uh, first goal of the game. And the player coming off, I think it was Abby Maloney. So she seems to be okay. As Imogen Barnett trots in and an attempt to kick the opening goal of the game. And she has indeed. Just clearing the goal line and the Magpies get the first here at Northport Oval. It's come eight minutes into this second term. They go to 1-2-8. Port Melbourne yet to score. Imogen Barnett with her first of the day. And thankfully, Elise, uh, Abby Maloney has come to the ground and uh, she, she didn't need uh, any more assistance to come off.
10: Yeah, it's a good sign. But she yeah, looked in a, a lot of pain and a, a very worse for wear. So hopefully it's nothing too serious and maybe it's only a week off at most, but... Yeah, time will tell, I suppose.
8: And, of course, she's been actually taken to one of the smaller benches away from the main group as well, as uh, obviously the doctor and physio chatting with her as the umpire restarts play in the middle of the ground. Eight-point lead to the Magpies over the borough here at Northport Oval. And they'll work it wide, the Pies, towards the sit- uh, towards the Norm Goss stand wing, but it's intercepted by Claire Diet, who takes it for the borough. Kick was looking to try and find Molin, intercepted in the end, and taken away here. For the pies in the general direction of Cowan, who then had it across the can. He got immediately caught. Cowan tried to get away with a hand pass. Molan came in. Also in there, Cody Jacks as well. A few body counts. McNamara is calling for it as Molan gets ripped into the ground. And the umpire says that's no pro opportunity. And we'll call for a ball up here on the wing in front of the Norm Goss stand. We'll reset play one more time. Jack's moving on to the ball there for the Borough, along with Bramage and Molan. Wilson to try to do the ruck work. One out in the end by O'Connor for the Pies. Everyone wants to jump on. And the umpire says, guess what? That's holding the football. Uh, I, don't oh, know how, I don't know how you can pick it out of that. that that's... Uh, oh, no. Neil. Oh, oh, no. no, no. Has oh, got that up. Goodness cue, gracious me. Cue the Betty Hill music. <laughs> what on earth has just happened there? Maybe some justice for the
9: pies. <laughs> so, Neil with a kick for on oh, Lambert with a very, very quick handball. Being smashed off the football was Can. Winning the football back was Lambert. She had her kick partially smothered. Went inside, 4.50, picking up the football was McClellan, she got a little handball off, it was okay, Shevlin went up with the one hand couldn't take it, good bump there, laid by Lee, couldn't win clean possession though, the Magpies in there for the borough, was Jarks she got a little handball out, came towards Lambert though, she shark one out, intercepted though, Diet. she gets it up towards centre wing, it's Sophie Casey here out the back to clean up the mess again, Wilson had the ball fisted away from her again, it's uh, in, in dispute here, just the attacking side of the wing for the Magpies, umpire hovering Sophie Molan under the football there after that uh, interesting play on and she she got caught, but uh, the Benny Hill music's over, Peter. We'll have a ball up here. Just the attacking
8: side of the wing for the Magpies. It's safe to say I don't think Molan's a morning person. Get her a <laughs> copy, stack. As going in there is Hallett who rolls over Molan and the umpire says, I'll take the football back, please, and we'll call for another ball up. Still on the centre wing, Norm Goss stands side of the ground, which is broadcast side here at Northport Oval. Umpire throws it up in the air again. One out by Dodd who was doing the ruck work there. It was interesting on that situation. Oh. Can't try to get a hurry kick away. And got it to a teammate who got immediately pinned by Bramage. That was Cowan who got caught. And Bramage will now take it here for the borough. Wants to come into the central corridor. That's what she does. Too much juice on the kick. Wilson was screwing for push. Molan gave out the little hand pass, though. Got it to Richard, who managed to squeeze the kick inside 50. Came off hands. Everyone wants to jump on top. And the umpire says no prior opportunity. We'll call for a ball up at the hot spot. And Hafton-Smith is on the bottom of that pack. 30 metres out from the Port Melbourne goal. They're attacking the Wimstown Road end. So Port Melbourne...
9: Can they conjure up their first score of the game with this passage of play? Rucks go at it. Velardo in there for Collingwood. She couldn't win possession. Little handball flicked out. Came the way or it f- fell the way there of uh, Guy. She was wrapped up as soon as she got the football. Pies try to clear this one up towards half back, although Port Melbourne do well to shark a few handballs out. McNamara up towards a hot spot. They win possession of the football, being wrapped up with Sophie Casey as soon as she won possession. And we'll have another stoppage here inside forward 50 to the borough. So, they are yet to score. Magpies one two eight. Twelve minutes and ten seconds gone in this second term. As the rucks go at it, Bing in there for the borough there was uh, Jacques, she was uh, dispossessed as soon as she, as soon as she won the football, Bromage for Port Melbourne the kick was okay, steadier towards McNamara, she taps it in front of her towards the boundary and the boundary line's going to beat them. umpire says, I'll toss it in around about 30 metres out from the Port Melbourne goal, attacking towards this right hand side screen of your dial
8: Here on WARFradio.com and whenever you come to our match of the day ground you can hear us delay free on 89.1 FM and via the VFLW YouTube stream Tanner wins the tap at the back. It's at the hotspot, 30 metres out from the borough goal. Quick little dish-off hand pass to Jamie Lambert, who tries to go for space. Bouncing, bouncing football. No-one gets there. Lasso rule going the way of the borough, and that means it's Hannah McLaren, and she wants to give it off to Mullen. The umpire allows her to. Interesting. And Sophie Mullen has the football outside 50, looking for some options. Will she pump it in long? Will she elect to go sideways? With a bit of a stuttered run-up. Tries oh. to take on the player on the mark. Still going. Then stutters when she goes inside 50. Goes towards the top of the square. Easy mark coming at the front there. And I think that might be... Uh, was that Barnett now without the long sleeves? Oh. Well, it might be Ferguson that might have taken it. Now they managed to switch it. That's Hannah Bowie you now quickly gets it across. Managing to use Ma- Michaela Can gave off the little hand pass. Now they're running through the middle of the ground here to Marlon Neal for the ballets Marlon Neal now works it out sideways. They're starting to build up something here. Collingwood as it bounces to the favour of Bunker. Bunker's got to go back with the hand pass at Smart Footy. Now they deliver towards the top of the goal square. Trying to get back there is Anthony. She's got a pie on her hammer. Alexa take a bounce and take her on. and then shakes the kick. It was a worm burner along the ground. Taken instead off a favorable bounce and a Jelly Borg, who goes in the direction there of trying to find Sophie Lock. Got punched away from her. Lock takes a body count on the way through. Cody Jackson nearly cleans up Lock. Oh. Lock gets cleaned up by Jamie Lambert. And the umpire comes in and says there's no pro opportunity. We'll call for a ball up at the half court flank for the borough.
9: Hot football here at the moment at North Port Oval. Lambert has been in the thick of the action for the Magpies. Plenty of clearances, plenty of tackles as Rucks do battle. Tap fouled away there of uh, Jack. She was nearly wrapped up by Lambert. Throwing her body in the line there again was Demi Hallett. And we'll have another ball up here. Just the attacking side of the wing for Port Melbourne, who trail 1-2-8 to the Pies. Port Melbourne are yet to score. So again, the Rucks go at it. Tap down one there by Collingwood, but the ball falls to uh, Jarks and she gets a kick up towards half forward. And uh, good tackle there laid by the Borough Forwards, but the umpire is going to call a push. And it looks like it will go the way of the Magpies. It does indeed. So they're at half back here. Short kick that went about all the five metres. velado had to trap it. Marlon was in there for company. They win the ball back. Purcell's wrapped up immediately. Dispossessed. Umpire said play on. Little handball out towards uh, Co- Coys, and she gets a kick up towards half-forward. Magpies lead the race, though. Ferguson wins the football, but she's wrapped up immediately by Anthony, and the umpire hovers around and calls for a ball up. And it'll be tossed up around about 50 metres out from the... Port Melbourne goal. Lambert around the football for the Pies, as is uh oh. Lambert laying a big tackle there, but the Umpire said it was okay. A quick Cop- little kick around the corner.
8: Kais caught one on the scot on the yeah. way through. How did that get
9: missed? So and it looks like we're going to have a free kick, is it? The uh, last kick rule. It'll go the way of Port Melbourne, and it looks like it'll be Bridie Kennedy to take this resulting free kick. Out of side here
8: at North Port Oval. Collingwood, 1-2-8. Port Melbourne yet to score. I think was looking at the umpire saying, how about my face? <laughs> uh, has now kicked it inside 50 with the kick. That's going to be intercepted. Easy mark there for the Pies in defensive 50. And that's Vellato. The Vellato works it sideways. Mark taken, half-back flank, city side of the ground. Now they'll kick up the line towards centre wing, coming forward and taking the mark there. Is safety Casey, who gave up the hand pass. Now they deliver inside 50. Awkward bouncing ball for Anthony to run onto. Wants to back herself. Takes a bounce. Likes to have a run. And it's smart football. And manages to find the jelly ball. Got a bit of space to work with. Borg now goes towards the half forward flank. A high floating ball. Got out the back of Locke. Tanner there as well. Pushed towards the boundary line by Smith, who did the shepherding work for Lop. But Borg oh. got to take the football. Then got cleaned up on the way through. Oh. And the umpire says throw it in. And the ball melons are bought as a dumb strike. They're like, what is going on here?
10: Very, very interesting call there from the Elb. Oh boy. Interesting non call,
8: just quietly. Yeah,
10: that is exactly what I meant.
8: It's rough, tough football here. It's old VFA style as the ball is thrown back into play. Tanner hits the ground, goes through. Oh, Bromage gets taken down. No free kick, play on. Not trying to sound biased here, but ugh, as they're going in there as well as Hallett. And the umpire blows the whistle and comes in. I think the general rules are today for both sides. If your neck is still attached to your head, um, it's play on. You'll get a game yeah. next week. Unless you're decapitated. <laughs> uh, so we, once again, it's rough footy, but something about me loves it. Yeah. It's, it's old school. It's very old it school. It says the ball thrown up in the air. Tanner brings it down. Kyes comes in there, wraps up her opponent, trying to jump in there as Bunker for the Pies. And also Hallett as well, and the umpire once again will restart play at centre-half forward for Port Melbourne. They troll the Pies by eight points. So Port Melbourne
9: slightly locking this ball inside there, forward half guy around the football there for the Magpies. Umpire's is going to call a free kick, and it'll go the way of... I think that's Maddie Shevlin out there yeah she got a free kick after being taken high and she drives this one up towards the outside uh, out, up towards this uh, outer side here at North Port Oval coming out to take the mark was Imogen Barnett she got a quick little kick inside it was okay taking the mark is Jennifer Guy so Collingwood just building up slowly across this outer side here centre wing kick up towards half forward maybe getting a shove in the back was Maloney good to see her back out there and yep that's what the umpires called umpire quickly calls play on and now they go out the back here Collingwood and they kick a goal so Collingwood get their second and it's gone the way there of Matilda Zander so the pies skip along now to 2-2-14 Port Melbourne yet to score and at least call it that's the sucker punch
10: yeah it was good work from Collingwood just to I don't want to say, like, catch the defenders off guard, but, like, make the most of the, the advantage that they were given. And, yeah, it was, was only a matter of time before um, Collingwood got a bit of a score on the board because they have looked the better side so far this quarter, despite that, that good passage, uh, not passage, the good amount of time that it was spent in that port uh, forward 50.
8: The scoreboard says we've gone 19 and a half minutes. We probably will expect a bit of time because of Avid Maloney's injury coming off the ground. So we'll probably play, I'm guessing, about 22, 22 and a half minutes as the ball is thrown up in the air. One out by Wilson. Immediately caught there is uh, Jamie Lambert. And she'll take the football back back. She barks at the football back. She says, You know that ball's mine, and you just don't argue with Jamie Lambert. Full stop. Oh, she As, got the barrel. And <laughs> she's gone with a huge kick up the line, but Claire Diet says, I'll read that, thank you, and I'll take it. And Diet, oh dangerous kick to a one on three situation who's trying to find Cody Jacques. And the sorrow does go on twenty, so they didn't play the time on for no, the Abby Maloney. Don't,
10: they don't play time on at all. The,
8: Anything well, do that? Well, no, they do. In case of a serious injury, the umpire blows the whistle and puts their hand up. The serious injury, there is time on. That's the only okay, time there is time on. So okay. um, we're, either the umpires either A, forgot, or B, the timekeepers forgot one or the other both, because <laughs> because in both situations play was stopped the ball was taken away by the player who could have a shot on goal and both sides almost went into like a huddle situation yeah. so it'd be interesting to watch the video back on, on YouTube on that one but nonetheless half time siren is gone and Collingwood 2-2-14 Port Melbourne no score what do we make of that second quarter Elise Collette and Paul Sebastiani hmm,
10: how to formulate one's thoughts into a sentence um, it was it was very, even very rough, very frenetic football, and Port. Yeah, although fourteen points is a handy lead, Port aren't out of this. They just mm. they need to work on once they get it into fifty, just finding those targets because they're getting it in there, and they had it in there for quite a while. But yeah, they're just about 10 ten metres ish out from goal. They just it just falls apart and. The Collingwood defenders are able to intercept and rebound out of there. And
9: I'll tell you what. Just before we get into what I think, Michaela can has she's wrapped up like a mummy across the nose. She's got the tape and 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 yeah. she, so keep an eye out for that. She, I think it's I don't know if you remember when Juddy got the tape up <laughs> against St Kilda a couple of years ago. It's almost yeah. an exact replica there. So look, I think Port Melbourne from their point of view would be happy with the midfield group and what they've been able to provide from a clearance point of view and a stoppage point of view but I think it is just that being clean going forward of the football, not blazing away and, and and being sure with your kicks going forward of centre. So if they can clean up their ball use going inside forward 50, then they're, then they're a big sniff because I think in between the arcs, it's been evenly contested. The only real standout for Collingwood's midfield, I'd say, is probably Jamie Lambert. And that's the class factor coming into it. The clearances, the disposals and the amount of tackles
8: that she's had today. She's been a standout for the Pies. But Port Melbourne have held their own. This game, you feel like, is going to break one or two ways. It, it, with Maloney going off the ground, and that means there's one less rotation now for Collingwood, you're thinking, OK, will Port Melbourne find the combination to goal? If they do early in the third term, then all of a sudden they could come at Collingwood and, and break the game open their way. Or you've got a feeling that with this struggling to get goals, if, if the Pies get one early in the third term, Port may mentally crumble to go we're doing everything but we just can't score and then the Pies, again with the AFLW quality talent, could run away. I can't foresee a close finish here. I see either Port Melbourne finally getting the combination right or Collingwood just going, right, now we're going to blow this out of the water.
10: If Collingwood get a goal, particularly in those first couple of minutes of that third quarter, you do almost feel like the floodgates could open, excuse the cliche, but yeah if port managed to somehow like try and find those targets about 10 meters out because they definitely had those opportunities in that second quarter they just it just fell apart for want of a better phrase about 10 meters out
8: well, what's interesting is as we said there's no Sabrina Frederick in the side she, yeah. she's played a num- limited number of games they could really do with her there is talk that maybe Katie Brennan will play a couple against them as, as we get closer to finals Elizabeth Wilson, who's been doing a bit of the rucking and been changing with Edmonds and even Dye, has been doing a little bit of ruck. Wilson did play a full forward role in combination with Christina Bernardi uh, back in the opening game against North Melbourne and that worked really well for them. And you just got to wonder why maybe Lachlan Harris hasn't made that move yet to go, Okay, we've got Edmonds as a quality ruck. Let's throw Edmonds in the ruck and let's tell Wilson we need you to go forward and act like a true leading forward now because we need someone... Someone who's got hands where the ball is going to stick. We yeah. need something to focus on and, and square us up a bit. Yeah,
10: and you're, yeah, they almost need that tall target down there because a couple of weeks ago against Casey where they had Sabrina, that, and that worked really well as her being that tall target that they could kick to, but their forward line at the moment not that tall, so if they chuck someone like Wilson down there, will that change the dynamic and give them the tall target?
8: We'll take this opportunity to take a break at halftime. When we return on the other side of the break, we'll have some around-the-ground scores for you with what's happening in other VFLW games. Don't forget, this is a standalone game tomorrow, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne at Box Hill City Oval right after the men's game. We're on air at 2.30pm for a 3.30pm bounce on warfradio.com. We'll be back right after this.
12: Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues... From the VFLW, Waffle W, and W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz.
5: Been playing for a while Sweet Kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet Kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? need to develop your footwork or explosive speed. Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page, or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile.
0: Sweet Kicks football. Its
2: enemies is winning gold.
0: Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling and having my biggest rival who I'd just beaten ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years but in the end we both respected each other and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair go to playbytherules.net.au
3: We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org.
0: How often should you wash your hands? Maybe
4: around nine times a day.
0: Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands?
4: After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food.
5: How
0: would you rate your knowledge of food safety?
10: Probably like an 8 out of 10. 6 or 7. 7.5?
0: 7. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash
5: training Food safety, it's in your hands. If you've had
7: something stolen,
1: or if you've had property damaged, you need the police,
2: not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable,
5: or if you want to register a party, or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131
2: Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID we let the music play through until the end no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks we think you are going to love goradio.live radio as it should be check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store
12: I was lucky that
2: when i picked up the phone that day to call my best friend that he answered
5: Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On to Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On to Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash
13: podcast. Hi, Kirk Pingilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No
1: business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the one million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business.
0: Hi, this is Missy Higgins for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks, but what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too.
4: (sighs) Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
8: VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com. At the ground, delay-free on 89.1 FM and also via the VFLW YouTube stream. At halftime, Cullingwood 2-2-14, Port Melbourne no score. Don't forget, we're on air tomorrow afternoon, 2.30pm, to bring you Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. At uh, Box Hill City, over. One of our confirmed guests will be assistant coach and former Collingwood AFLW footballer Lou Watton will join us. Her interview around about three o'clock tomorrow's The Pies get cheered as they come back out onto the ground. Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani, and Elise Collette with you. Elise, let's get some around the ground scores and find out what's happening in the VFLW because all games, by the Hawthorne North Melbourne one, are being played right now.
10: And a few interesting, uh, interesting score lines at the moment. Down at Trevor Barker, it is a one point lead to the Saints. Down at Casey, either everyone stopped scoring I was or. Just the... say that's
8: the Saints over Geelong for those that are listening in. Yep. Yes,
10: sorry. Down at Casey, either both sides have stopped scoring or someone stopped updating the website. It's still 3 3.21 apiece. Um, scores are dead even as well down at Williamstown between the Seagulls and Falcons and the Bulldogs are 13 points ahead of Essendon.
8: Ooh, boy. Essendon. A a just for you there, mate. Just starting to... There's a little bit of the wobbles. There's a <laughs> little yeah. bit of the wobbles. <laughs> the collie wobbles
9: are wearing off on the Dons, aren't they?
8: I, <laughs> I, I, I keep saying, where's that back phone for Georgie Prespargis? <laughs> Pe- get the back signal up. We need it. We need it. We need it.
10: I'm surprised we haven't seen her out there yet. Or is she, are they, um, the Calder Cannons, it, still
8: no, they're, the, No, because it's they're uh, Oakley versus, is it Geelong, I think, tomorrow? Uh, in the yeah. NAB League uh, Grand League, Final. Yep. By the way, that is being called, we should say, tomorrow by Julia Montesano and Lucy Watkin, along with Tyler Hanks on special comments. They're doing the game 2pm tomorrow, the NAB League Girls Grand Final, and you can watch that via the NAB League app. Download that to your mobile phone, or steal somebody else's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's. She's,
9: my- a, she's a very good Carlton lady, is uh, Julia Montesano. So uh, hopefully they go they go well with their call, uh, budding callers, those two. So and part
8: of the uh, well, if they. Wharf Radio Wharf Radio Life members I think Pete aren't they and, and, you know and I mean? indeed they are and Lucy Wackett <laughs> is very happy about the Swans indicating that they want to come yes. to the AFLW yes. and, and so it's like considering there's now time now it's like Lucy did kind of trial with some VFLW sides during the summer so it's like Mind you, at the very last moment, it's kind of like, Lucy, the Swans are in. Maybe you should get (laughs) cracking. Maybe Sydney, you know, real estate prices. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Just, you know, sort things out. Our own Lucy Watkin running around for Sydney Swans, maybe. I
10: don't know. Let's see what happens.
8: We need to start a GoFundMe page for that, <laughs> <laughs>
10: Instead of draft Deb, draft
8: Lucy. They, <laughs> they get popular, those things, aren't they, Pete? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As uh, the borough now break from their huddle, Collingwood are doing their final warm If you just joined us, the goal kickers, by the way, to half-time. Uh, one to Xander for the Magpies yep. and one to Imogen Barnett. Uh, but for out Bastiani for the Magpies, Abby Maloney came from the ground. She
9: did, but I, I'm, I'm certain, I think it was her, that we
8: called late in that quarter. I think she made her way back...
9: Out onto the grass, she might have just been winded because I, yeah. I went back onto the replay, the uh, the Bet Deluxe replay here on the <laughs> on the stream. Squally. I think we've dubbed it, but uh, now I, I think she, I think she may have been winded. She copped a bad knock as she went up for a mark, and she went down. She was down for a minute or two, and then she made her way off the field um, by herself without the assistance of, of the trainers, which which was good to see. But um, no, no, uh, no real serious injury by the looks of it. So uh, yeah, we we look like we're having a. The only other one that we may mention of was Michaela Can. She's got the She's
8: got the mummy tape around her face. Well, we've got five players on the bench. That must mean Maloney is definitely back on the ground. So that's good my, news for uh, Collingwood supporters.
10: My Collingwood in- insiders are telling me she's all
8: right now. There we so. go. Thank you. Thanks, Fern. <laughs> As we're ready to get underway, here's Paul Sebastiani.
9: So it'll be King and Wilson back in the ruck again. Neither ruck able to win a tap, but uh, the umpire has called a free kick against King for a ruck infringement, and Wilson will get the free kick in the middle of a very muddy centre here at North Port Oval. Umpire tells her to get a wriggle on and And uh, King encroaches on the mark. Umpire said it was okay. And Shevlin comes across to grab the intercept mark. Across here at halfback. One of a host of AFLW players for Collingwood today so she drives this one up towards centre wing, it's a long kick and it'll get out the back and taking the mark there was Bunker now she plays on immediately, she runs through half forward, kick towards uh, centre half forward or half forward flank was okay, works its way inside forward 50, snap towards goal was well, smothered, they win possession back here though, the Pies might have been a throw came out the way of Marla Neil. she fished her way through the contest, ball picked up there by the Borough defence, a little handball out, was okay although Collingwood do well, Lambert in there, almost calls the except they do indeed. Little kick out in the snap towards goal by Bunker. I think she's got her second. She has indeed. And Collingwood have their third. Sorry, Bunker's got her first. So Caitlin Bunker gets her first of the day and the Pies go to 3 two, twenty. Port Melbourne yet to score and Elise Collette, you called it. That early goal for the Pies might just break open the floodgates.
10: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Port are able to respond here. But it was a great kick from Bunker. She was Facing the wrong way, and she had to kick halfway around her body to to get the goal, and but she did, and we'll see whether the floodgates open here or whether Port can just steady the tide a bit and and get some score of their own on the board.
8: Well, the Borough find themselves in a bunker at the moment, and <laughs> they need to try and get out of it. As goes King, puts it down through the legs almost of Bramage, being worn by like a cheap soup by Lambert. Umpire comes in and says it's going nowhere. As Wilson is wrapped up, and we'll take the football back. Throws the ball high in the air again. Away we go. One out by King. Lambert, Ramage on a hammer. Lambert got the handball away. Her teammate though, couldn't get clean disposal of it. The Barra working hard again and uh, trying to lay on the tackle there was Can. And the umpire says uh, stalemate. I'll ask for the football back. We'll reset play again. High in the air we go. Bromage, bumped off of it by Lambert too strong and Lambert just slammed it on the boot went towards centre half forward diving play for the Barrows. McLaren dropped it maybe one in the back, umpire said oh. no holding the football oh. and that will be a free kick on oh. the way of Colbinville Colbinville for Boy. the pies at centre half forward gets on the right boot, works it sideways towards the half that. forward flank, denied from behind if you don't mind by diet but Colbinville manages to clean up her own mess gets on the right boot, goes inside 50, good spall from behind by McLaren who wants to go again for a second crack Good work by McLaren. And, oh, this uh, kick is, uh, well, not Smitty's finest. <laughs> no, very very unsmitty, you might say. Catherine Smith, who is normally very clean by foot, uh, unfortunately has given the lasso rule-free kick away to the pies It's going to end up in the hands of Georgia Ricardo. So Ricardo here. She thumps this one inside, Ford
9: 50, ball falls out the back of the pack. And coming out to take the intercept mark is Jade Anthony. So she's going to transfer play towards this outer side here at Northport Oval. Shevlin leading back in the race for the football. She's going to let that trickle over the boundary line and she'll get a free kick. So it'll be Maddie Shevlin. This will be her second touch of this... uh, second half. Collingwood lead at 3-2 20. Fort Melbourne yet to score and a thumping kick inside forward 50. The target is Barnett and she reaches out and takes a great mark and she'll go back and line up from about 20 metres out. 45 to Grangle to kick the pies fourth. and well that's the tall timber of Imogen Barnett making her presence fail to lease Collett.
10: Absolutely. Solid mark after a solid kick and she kicks this, this might instigate a bit of a floodgate situation. So
9: Imogen Barnett has slotted the goal. Her her second for the day and the Magpies fourth. They go to 4-2-26. Port Melbourne yet to score and that is her 13th goal of the season and she is making her way through the VFLW goal scoring ranks here on Wharf Radio. 89.1 FM at the ground. Magpies by 26 points. Elise Collette, what did Port Melbourne have to do now? Yeah,
10: they've, They've just got to again possession of ball to begin with uh, but yeah just find find their e- the easy option and just find the space as well because yeah it's a lot it's, frene- it's been frenetic all afternoon and once they find the space and the correct option they, they can get a good run on but they've just got to
8: find it first Umpire has the ball back in the middle of the ground. Once again, it's going to be Evans versus King. Evans just barely wins it down. Goes back to get her own footy, gave it away to Smith. Umpire said it was a throw, and it will be a free kick. Now, will Lambert take it or will Can take it? Can wants to claim it, and we'll get a disposal on the stat sheet. No, says got to give it to the big tall ruck So, Sarah King, you're going to have a free kick. Sarah King, defensive side of the centre circles. She's looking towards the city side of the ground. Alex now to go down the corridor long, high kick towards the centre forward position. Anthony it from behind for the bar against Bunker. Ball is bouncing towards the pocket. Who's going to get there first? For Port Melbourne trying to weave away around there was jelly Ball. Gave off the hand pass. This could spoil trouble here. The Pies now have the football momentarily. Maloney, great to see it back on the ground. Kennedy came through with a hand pass. Pies send it back inside, 50 again with a worm burner of a kick. Colman went with a hand pass over the top to Bunker. Bunker goes for a snapshot towards the top of the goal square. Barnett wants to snap it around the corner. Ball spoils towards the pocket. Is this one high? That's the question. Umpire says, yes, it is. It's a free kick for the borough. And the player going to ground has just grabbed her ankle, I think. And that looks like the number 12, Cleo Saxon-Jones. She kind of came down awkwardly when she was taken by the shoulder. And the umpire now blows the whistle to indicate time on. So there should be time on. We'll make note of that Pete (laughs) and she is feeling around the back of her left ankle. The physio coming out now to uh, have a chat so we are certainly looking at uh, serious injury here for Cleo Saxon Jones Score check here Collingwood 4226 Port Melbourne no score She'll start to limp very slowly from the ground.
9: Just looking back at the replay, she looks like she's holding the top of her foot, I think, by, by the looks of it. She did, I think she, she's fallen inwards on that left left ankle. So I reckon it might have been a roll, but not yeah. to the outside, to the inside, which is yeah. always a little bit more awkward, I think.
8: Yeah, Let's hope there's not a fracture or anything like that. As she'll come from the ground and taking the resulting free kick is going to be Jade Anthony in the back pocket, the umpire waiting until she goes to the ground. We might just quickly get some around the ground scores, Elise Collette, if you can bring them up on the VFL app.
10: Yep. Yeah, um, interestingly down at Casey the um, score on the app is not the same as my sources down there, so I'm going to trust my source who's actually at the game. Uh, Casey twenty five players, Carlton twenty one. Come on, Blues! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the score, the lead has changed again down at Trevor Barker. Uh, Geelong now now lead the Saints by eleven points. Things are all tied up still down at Williamstown, uh, six apiece against the Falcons. And uh, yeah, the score has not uh, not changed between Essendon and the Bulldogs. Thirteen point lead to the Bulldogs.
9: So, free kick here to be taken by the borough. Anthony drives it up towards half forward. Mark, nearly taken by McNamara. She dropped the football and it lets the Pies in here and they are going to lock it inside their forward 50. They are doing all the attacking thus far in this second half. Quick score update. Collingwood, 4-2-26 Port Melbourne yet to score. From the restart Rucks go at it. Neither Ruck able to get a tap onto that one. Kick around the body by Guy. Went towards centre half forward. Leading the race for the football was Bowie. She couldn't win clean possession. Velado's there for the Magpies, but winning the football for the Borough was Richard. She picked the ball up, gave a little handball inside, it was okay. Now they drive it up towards centre wing. Sophie Casey sitting under it, couldn't take it. They go back here now, the Pies. have got time and space to work it into the middle of the ground. Can was uh, wrapped up as soon as she won the football. Good smother here by the Borough. They do well to win possession back. Smith with a handball over the top. Casey was almost tripped, letting in the football. Bailey was in there for the Borough. She's wrapped up as soon as she wins possession of the football. Around about 45 metres out from Port Melbourne's goal they haven't kicked a score yet, they're zero behinds, zero points and Port uh, Collingwood are 4-2-26 we've gone seven and a half minutes into this third term.
8: Here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream, Jen Guy immediately caught, trying to get a hand pass away, ball hit the deck, Bramage is watching on almost shoved her own teammate into the ground and uh, getting up to get the full back to the umpire is Wilson and we'll reset play again just near the 50 metre arc in front of the scoreboard here at Port Melbourne one out by Nevo Connor. Get the ground, quick little hand pass out using Bowie going backwards was using the agency of Michaela Can. Hurry kick away, intercepted by the borough and the kick was an awkward bouncing off into Jolly Borg couldn't get to her, taking it instead is case. Casey, go off the hand pass, now the long kick up the line towards Jamie Lambert Bounced awkwardly in front of her, and they pushed her opponent out of the way, saying, don't you know who I am? And then Jamie Lambert tries to kick around the corner, was trying to find the king who uh, got dispossessed of the football, Claire Diet gave it across to Bramage. Bramage wanted to come in, ball went over the head of Shevlin, screaming for the football and taking it and going for a little bit of a run here into Jolly Borg, kicks it inside 50 looking for Smith, ball bounced awkwardly and then back over her head. Going to be cleaned up by the Pies here on the right boot coming towards the nomgos stand side of the ground, still in the centre square area though. Ball came through, took it, popped it high, high, high. Uh, Oh, Smith did the old acting award, threw the arms back, umpire didn't pay it, They got it back. Catherine Smith away to the left and will register as a minor score. Port Melbourne one behind their first score of the day. Collingwood 4-2, 26 here on the third term and we have played nine minutes. So it'll be Velardo to take
9: the kick out from fullback and she goes for a jog umpire, calls it a play at night, she sells her candy beautifully, but her kick is a shocker, falls okay though, Sophie Casey picks it up, she's been lively across half back and now Jamie Lambert, she's got an acre of space to work into if the ball falls her way, just bouncing away from her she's got time and space, steps inside her opponent, does really well, delivers a kick inside, forward 50. the pies forward had it well fisted away from her, that was Cowan Let's Port Melbourne in, they get numbers around the football, in there was McNamara got a clearing kick up towards half forward, only went as far as Vallada, she can mop up the mess little handball out towards lee now they can go via hand here through the middle of north port oval little kick there was okay by uh, guy worked its way out towards neil she gets a kick towards uh full forward didn't favor barnett favoured the port melbourne defender they do well here the pies to so wrap it up and it's holding the ball and it'll be a free kick going the way of collingwood great forward pressure and the free kick will be taken by matilda's and she'll line up to kick her second Elise least Collingwood just doing all the attacking in this quarter, aren't they?
10: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, just have all the answers for at the moment, even with that, that surge forward there that, that they were able to get. And yeah, Xander should get should get this. And she's dead in front here.
9: So Matilda Xander, kick on its way and she does indeed he straight do over that. the goal umpire's hat. So Xander gets her second of the day. Collingwood get their fifth. And they now skip along with a big lead here at North Port Oval. They are five to thirty-two. Port Melbourne one behind, one point. Just under eleven gone. Eleven minutes gone in this third term. It's all been one-way traffic thus far in the second and third quarters. And uh, well, Collingwood, the class is just coming to the fore, at least, isn't
8: it?
10: Yeah, absolutely. They're undefeated for a reason, and yeah, they're they're able to finally show that in this uh, in this third term. It doesn't quite feel like the floodgates have opened yet, but couple more goals and I might not be saying that anymore.
8: Umpire throws the ball high in the air to restart the play one down by the borough by Edmonds umpire says that's too high free kick going the way of Sophie Molan Molan, Richmond AFLW listed footballer playing today for Port Melbourne gets on the right boot, goes long inside 50, they haven't done that in a while, ball just bounced away from Hannah Bailey towards the old scoreboard here, Bowie trying to knock it around Picking up there and just swinging it back in. There was McClelland, looked OK, found Edmonds, but she's still outside the 50-metre arc. is screaming for it, went with a hand pass sideways to Jax, now goes inside 50, locks waiting out the back, ball couldn't get to her, coming in there, Imogen And nearly took out her own teammate. There was Marlon Neal, Umpires off the ball has blown for the whistle and said, that's a free kick going the way of the borough, and it'll end up in the hands of Sophie Molan. So she is about uh, a very tight angle, should I say. Not quite as tight as she was earlier on the boundary in the first term. This time she'll be kicking from about 45 and a half metres out. The 12-minute mark of this third term. Molan stabs at it. Will fall short. Top of the square. Came off hands. Ping-ponged around. Hurry kick by Lee. Out there by the pies. Finds the calm, cool collector Jamie Lambert. She'll relieve the pressure. She'll go and swing it sideways. Works out okay. Pies ball on the halfback flank.
9: So, Velado plays on and again she'd done that for the second time this quarter steps inside her opponent gets a kick into the middle of the ground though it's uh, Molan who intercepts it though for Port Melbourne good tackle laid by Lambert in there and uh, burrowing under was Tanner she got a quick kick forward uh, that was uh, Edmonds but the mark is taken by Vallardo and now they can transfer play towards this outer side so mark taken by Georgia Ricardo. She's across half back here, umpire tells her to hurry it up and she goes up the line, it's all Port Melbourne here though, and taking the relieving intercept mark here is Sancinetti, so she's at centre wing here, out of sight, North Port Oval, Port Melbourne trail by 31 points, kicks okay, finds Sophie Molan who's been lively in this third quarter, been lively all day, she's looking for targets further afield, Collingwood really swarming this uh, back line here and the kick is smothered off the mark by Neil. quick kick forward by Sanciniti off the deck works its way out towards lock she couldn't win clean possession of the football because the boundary line beat them all and we'll have it tossed in 13 minutes 40 seconds gone in this
8: third term it's Collingwood 5-2-32 leading Port Melbourne one behind one point and don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Search W-A-R-F Radio as the ball is thrown back into play. Emmons won it down beating O'Connor. Getting forward to it first was Molan but she was uh, besieged upon by Neil and Neil went back in for a second tackle with Cody Jackson. The ball eventually goes over the boundary line and out of bounds and will call for a throw in. 31 point lead here to Collingwood. Time ticking away against the bar up. They've got to get on the goals line. They've Kick none so far, just the one point. Maybe two before three-quarter time may give them some hope. As taken away on this occasion by Xander. Interesting kick off the side of the boot. Jen Guy tries to punch it forward. Colbin Veal is there, goes back to Jen Guy, smothered immediately off her boot, and will go over the boundary line and out of bounds, and that will call for a throw-in. Let's get some further thoughts from match analyst Elise Collette.
10: Uh, I I would be frustrated if I was... The port coaching lineup because they they were looking so strong there, but yeah, they, they need to to a stop ignoring Sarah Mcnamara because twice this game she's been in an acreage of space and they have ignored her. And B, speaking of acreage of space, don't leave Jamie Lambert in an acreage yeah. of space.
8: Uh, so- Sophie Lock is there and tried to squeeze the football out. Couldn't do so. In goes Neil, wrapping up her opponent in uh, Cody Jacks. And once again, we'll call for a ball up.
9: So, Velado at the bottom of the pack there, helped up by her teammates. And it will be... <laughs> Edmonds to go up in the ruck for Port Melbourne won the tap but the ball falls away the Magpies, Neil, she's in there again in the midfield there, gets a kick, kick quick kick up towards the uh, centre of the ground being pushed in the back there I think was Cam probably should have been a free kick her way being wrapped up immediately there though was King and it looks like it'll be a ball up here in the middle of North Port Oval being wrapped up, sorry there was Caitlin Lee, she got up from the bottom of the pack there so rucks go at it again big tap down there by Edmonds And uh, neither team, again, able to win clean possession here. Laying a good tackle was Bunker. She was uh, in and under there. But, uh, again, we're going to... Oh, umpire's caught holding the ball here. That's probably a good thing for us up here. (laughs) Clears up the stoppage. And now it'll be Sophie Molan to get the uh, kick away here. Just the defensive side of the centre circle. She gets a quick kick out towards uh, Jade Anthony, who's played a sole hand in defence there. She got a little handball and put her teammate Jarks under pressure. She got a kick-kick up towards half forward. And now the pies will come through half back, through Jennifer Guy. She gets a quick kick up towards centre wing. It's intercepted, though, by Catherine Smith. I think we've got a Borough player down there uh, at uh, half forward. I think it's Sophie Locke there. Pete, keep an eye on that one as the ball's wrapped up here. Uh, neither team able to win clean advantage, and we'll have it tossed up inside the centre square here. It's Collingwood five two 32 Port Melbourne one behind one point,
8: 16 minutes fifty seconds gone. Yep, she's back to the trainer. She's up and away now. So I don't know if something happened off the ball, but she was down on her haunches for a little while, and now she's got up and uh, said, "I'm shaking it off and running back to the contest." So the umpire throws the ball up in the centre of the ground. Nevo O'Connor slaps it around there for the Magpies. Look over, it was Barnett coming through Maloney, dispossessed. A kick away for the borough, close towards the boundary line. Mel Kies just slaps a spinning football. Bramage chases after it, tries to slap it forward. Everyone's looking for the safety of the boundary line. No one's <laughs> taking it over, though. Finally, <laughs> finally try! No, not quite. <laughs> Taken over the line in the end. It looks like Caitlin Lee will call for the ball back into play as you can see with the Michaela can with the tape around the nose asking how are you feeling? I feel like just fine as we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play tapped by O'Connor at the back the aforementioned can earlier gave it off, Velado kicked around the corner, oop juggling football there, couldn't quite control it, Xander, Xander went back in again and had another crack and kicked it forward gained about 30 metres, Lambert's fighting hard, taken away though by the borough McLaren her ball intercepted by McCann. It's slung around there, close towards the boundary line. Diet now kicks it up the line. McNutt- oh. was coming at it, outrageous. But standing in front and standing tall was one Caitlin Lee, who says, "You're not going to move me."
9: So Caitlin Lee goes back to Velado. Is she going to sell the candy again? No, no. She goes short, and the kick out towards fullback, so Pye's just slowly building up, Purcell's free towards this outer side here, but they opt to go towards this broadcast side, and the kick is okay, fell to the lap of uh, Bowie, she's got to quickly kick the ball away, good pressure by the borough, they force that out-of-bounds free kick, and taking the resulting free kick will be Claire Diet. so she's next to her own interchange gate here, broadcast side, And with that left boot, she pegs it up towards half-forward. Not the best of kicks can, running back with it. Tried to shepherd her opponent out of the way. Handball by Ferguson, and she's going to chase after her own football. Sansonetti in there for the borough here at centre-half forward. And the umpire crosses himself, says, I'll ball it up 5-2, 32 Collingwood, Port Melbourne. One behind, one point. We've got around about a minute left in this third term. So the tap fell the way of Casey. She had her kick smothered. Little handball there. They do well, though, um, Collingwood to... that handball, but it's going to be a free kick going the way of the borough, and it'll go the way here of Laura McClelland.
8: McClelland with the football. Gets going on the left boot. Goes long towards the top of the goal square. Was there a little nudge there? No, said the umpire against Molan. Trying to get in there. Velado for the pies. Can't quite extract it out. Fighting for it. Lee there momentarily. Now they go work it sideways. Half-back flank in front of the scoreboard. I think is that Buckland or Shevlin out there? Shevlin, Yeah, yeah Shevlin. Yep. Saw the flash of the five can quite see the three. It's Shevlin now who goes up the line with the kick. One-two punch the cherry. Spoiling work on Maloney done originally by Smith. Don, uh, going in to lay the tackle was Sansanetti. Really haven't seen much of her today. Going in there is Nigeli Borg. And the umpire says, I'll call for a ball up, thanks. 20 minutes gone. And that means the siren is not too far away. So from the restart, Rucks go at it
9: ball falls away the pies and speaking of the siren there it goes for three quarter time here at North Port Oval the magpies lead it by 31 points 5-2-32 to the home side Port Melbourne one behind one point and Peter Holden, goal scorers. Uh, Hang on, a bit of push and shove. A bit of push and shove going
8: on here at the moment. One of them trying to get in there was Claire Dyer. A Collingwood player got knocked over. There's exchange... Here we go. (laughs) details here at the moment. A fair bit of jumper pulling going on. The umpires coming in to have their two bobs worth as well. Velato not happy about it. Molan gets in there and says, get out of my way. Catherine Smith tells the uh, Barrett players not worth it, and I think she might have uh, just told uh, someone to go forth and multiply on the way through. Vellato not happy. And
9: a few F-bombs drop Lambert in the middle of it all. It's all happening here at Northport Oval. A couple
8: of angry customers. <laughs> Security's <laughs> out in the ground as well. Bit of uh, just just quietly, I think security are no match for the two sides <laughs> out there. And they'll go away to their respective huddles and Port Melbourne a little bit fired up here at the moment and I think some karma heads are trying to talk yeah. to the Collingwood squad at the moment. <laughs> 5-2-32 the pies. Port Melbourne one behind at three quarter time. Let's get some thoughts from a gobsmacked Elise Collette. Yeah, uh, what a what an
10: interesting quarter. <laughs> Where do I begin? Um, yeah, it was very, very good quarter from the Pies there. A lot a lot of the most of the attacking was done by them and Port had their glimpses, but yeah, they need to A stop ignoring Sarah McNamara when she's in an acreage of space. They've done it twice this quarter and Things could have been very different if they hadn't ignored it. And, yeah, they've just got to find the space and just find the the option because, yeah, once they get the space and the chain happening, they're looking good and they're getting a good run, but they just can't do it very often
8: goal kickers at three
9: quarter time Paul Sebastian. Yes we have Imogen Barnett with two as does Matilda Zander. Caitlin Bunker with one as well and Imogen Barnett adding to her already impressive goal tally this year Pete. She's got 13 for the year thus far and as I said in the uh, in the call earlier in that third quarter she's uh, she's paving her way through the uh, through the goal scoring sheets but uh, geez, that was a nice little bit of biff there at three quarter time and uh, I'm just waiting for someone to yeah. run through the huddles here Pete.
8: Well that's <laughs> what I'm just saying as we go to the three quarter time break I've just got a feeling everyone on the VFLW YouTube stream is just going to skip back a minute just to go who got dumped first because it was a possible that got dumped first who started that fracker you could call it we'll find out for you during this short break Collingwood 5232 Port Melbourne one behind here at three quarter time back after this the
5: average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food at Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger every day We rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to OzHarvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
2: There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live radio radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store.
7: Yay!
1: (laughs) They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate.
12: I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues... From the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's Draft Central. Brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. <laughs>
8: Here at Northport Oval, it's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Three-quarter time, first place Collingwood of 5-2-32. Third place Port Melbourne, just the one behind Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani and Elise Collette with you. Plus a bunch of security as well who tried to, in vain, uh, a step in between the fracas between two sides. Uh, Paul Sebastiani, can you go through the undercard? Sorry, can you go through oh what happened <laughs> okay. on the three-quarter time side? Well, we siren? can indeed.
9: Well, Demi Hallett, I think, copped a little bit of a bump as she was going to win the ball. It was right on the three-quarter time siren, yeah. And then it all kicked off. I think Nevo O'Connor was in there. She got dumped on her backside as well. Velado came in from three deep to share a few words, and then they were just jumper punches thrown left, right and centre. So don't know if there's going to be a few fines out of this one. Sophie Casey in the middle of it as well, and... Yeah, it was uh, a very entertaining end to the the third quarter.
8: (laughs) Maybe, maybe that will fire Port Melbourne up old school borough style. (laughs) Who knows? Let's get some around the ground scores, what's happening in the other games. The only match not being played is Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. That's tomorrow, 3.30pm bounce at Box Hill City Oval. We'll have that game live for you on WAFradio.com. Elise Collette, what do we have?
10: A very interesting result in terms of the final potential final ladder. Uh, It was Geelong who beat the Saints by 11
8: points. And the door is open to sixth spot.
10: Yes, and one of those teams hoping for that sixth spot is the Bulldogs, and they're doing their chances no harm at the moment. They are 25 points up on Essendon. Over at Williamstown, it is a two-point lead to the Seagulls over the Falcons. And oh, you're gonna be happy with this one, Paul. Down at Casey, it is Carlton 51. Plays Casey 25.
8: Goodness gracious, oh, finishing down. with a wet sail by Jingoes. There we go. To get us underway for the final quarter. Here's Paul Sebastian. Thank you very much,
9: Peter Holden, as uh, we work our way into this third, into this final quarter, and the tap one the way of uh, Port Melbourne. But Lambert fishing out a little handball towards Neil, and now the Pies can go into attack. Kick was well fisted away by Sansanetti. She goes in there again, trying to win back possession. Pies lead the race to the football. One by Ricardo, boundary line beats her. Sansa and he gives her a shove over the line just for good measure and it'll be, no, I think it'll be the uh, free kick. Was that yeah. last touch, Pete, by the looks well, of it? Well, he's single out can... of bounds
8: on the fall either way ah, but it was yeah. going to
9: be either or. So free kick will go the way of Borg here for Port Melbourne and she drives back into the middle of the ground. It looks like it's all Collingwood here. Shevlin went without the football. Lambert threw her body on the line. She was wrapped up as soon as she gave the don't argue with the umpire called for a push in the back and she will take the free kick here. So it'll be Jamie Lambert, Uh-oh. and I think no, she's... No. Has she heard an E here? I think no, she no, might no. No, just, nah, she's okay. Cramp, cramp. Yeah. So Jamie Lambert here, the defensive side of centre wing here. It's Collingwood 5 thirty two. Port Melbourne, one behind one point. Lambert with the resulting free kick.
8: You're talking about chops here. She's tough as nails. Her kick, though, she could have wished to have done again. Uh, it's gone out of bounds. Lasso free kick going the way of the borough. And we'll wait for the ball to be brought back into play by Cody Jacks. And Jax now goes long up the line, only to be intercepted by Sophie Casey. Sophie Casey for the half halfback flank, broadcast side of the ground. Looking to go up the line in the sunshine. High in the air it goes, over the head of King. Kais flew through it, got bumped over. Jamie Lambert just grabbed it and, as quick as a flash, threw it on her boot. Went towards centre half forward. Awkward bouncing ball for Barnett, who collected well. Went with a hand pass over the top, did the teammate no favours there. Oh, Ingo Smith, who dumps dumps Xander on her head that could be looked at later on by the match review officer and the umpires brought out a free kick going the way of the pies and that's going to go the way of 58 and Colbin Veal I think without looking at the replay myself I think Smitty might be in trouble there I'll keep an eye on out in this one for you Pete I'm
9: just looking at it now oh yep I reckon she yeah she sort of picked up sort of in the action but she's sort of thrown Xander on right, the ground. she's got head first yeah
8: In goes Colbin Veal directly in front kicks Oh! finger oh. oh. Tepper! What a march Just on the edge of the goal square uh, Barnett and yep. going back on a very difficult angle once the umpire brings her around will be Imogen Barnett to be almost up against the boundary line she'll be looking for her third of the day and to put the nail in the coffin Imogen Barnett we're right behind her from our broadcast position in the Norm Goss stand comes in right boot and shanks it left Five three 5333 Collingwood Port Melbourne one behind early stages of the final quarter
9: So McLaren will uh, take this kick in and she wastes no time because uh, Port Melbourne need to get a wriggle on here and the kick's okay. Jade Anthony, she's had a stack of the football across halfback. Barnett stands a mark. And, well, as soon as she stood back off the mark there, you knew that's exactly what was going to happen. Didn't get back far enough off the mark, Anthony, and Barnett resulting uh, in a smother there. So we'll have it tossed in here. Magpies, 33. Port Melbourne, one behind, one point. It'll be King and Edmonds in the ruck contest. Edmonds, one front spot, got the tap down here. And they work the wall up towards halfback. Good pickup by Wilson. She's moved forward of the football now after starting in the ruck. She got a hairball back towards Jax, who was wrapped up immediately. Wilson slung in a big tackle by Cannes. And the umpire said, I'll ball it up half forward here for Port Melbourne one behind one point, uh, for Collingwood sorry, 5-3-33 they lead it to Port Melbourne, one behind one point from the contest though, running, overrunning the football was Kai's and uh, the kick by Can, Copping a beautiful falcon there was Edmonds, she went back in there to try to fetch the football, laid a good shepherd on but the kick around the body by Smith went very high up in the air probably wasn't the required 15, umpire said play on, it's all pies here, first out with a little hairball out towards Ricardo. she can go back towards half forward, well Fisted away by the Port Melbourne defender. Wilson in there, as was Bailey. She fished out a little handball. Pies defender was wrapped up immediately as soon as she won the football. Colborne Veal went out there. Little handball towards Shevlin. Stepped around her opponent. Very class. With a, with a lot of class there. But the kick towards Jade Anthony. I think Imogen Barnett's gone down here inside the uh, Pies forward 50. And it's all Port Melbourne here as they look to transfer play with Hannah Anna McLaren.
8: And she looks for Edmonds. Went through her fingertips. Trying to pick it up though. Cody Jacks now gets it for the borough. Kicks it long and high up towards center wing. Umpire said there's a chopping of the arms. Free kick going the way of the borough. And McClellan, I should mention the jelly ball came from the ground, lipping possibly right hamstring. Hopefully some cramp at the best. As the umpire blows for a whistle that is holding free kick going the way of the borough. Sophie Mollen ends up with the football. She's outside the 50. Norm Goss stands side of the ground. Alexa try and square it up to the hot spot. That's the first time I think they've done it all day and they managed to find a lead there of Claire Diet, and she'll be kicking from directly in front. Distance might trouble her though. She'll be kicking from about uh, 47 metres out. Let's get some thoughts from Elise Collette.
10: Yeah, good good work there from Port. And just quickly uh, around the grounds, um, down at Casey
8: Final. <laughs> Look
9: at this on the mark, just quietly. What is going on there? Uh, you got a
8: bit inventive I, on that mark there. That is, uh, well, can I say interpretive dance uh, as it goes through for a minor score, one behind. Those on radio want to know what the heck's going on. I go, that's me dancing after I've had four jugs of beer. Five three thirty three Collingwood, Port Melbourne, two behind.
10: To be fair, though, is the, is the stand rule in for the, the no, VFL? No. Oh, I was going to say, if the stand <laughs> rule's in, you got you got to be inventive. So
9: now Port Melbourne are going to get another chance here. Kick kick in has gone out of bounds on the full. It'll be Sophie Locke. Probably just going to pop this one up towards the top of the goal
10: square here. And she's on a tight angle here, so you wouldn't try and waste a shot. you try and make the most of it. So Locke... It's a big kick up
9: towards the top of the square. That's exactly what she does off-hands though and through for one behind. So Port Melbourne go to three behind, three points. They trail by an even five goals here. Collingwood 5-3, 33.
8: As we wait for the ball to be brought back into play here at North Port Oval, we're at the Wimstown Road end, otherwise known as the Bob Bonnet end of the ground. And the kick back into play comes in now. Long and high towards the Norm, Norm Goss stand side flank, hit the ground through the legs of Bowie there, Kies, Kies goes to the top of the goal square, now did it clear every hand, did it get over the top of the two players there in Ferguson and McClellan, the umpire said it did, well Melissa Kies delivers here for the borough their first of the day, they go to 1-3-9, Collingwood 5 3 Seven minutes gone in the final quarter. It's a long road up the mountain.
10: But is there,
8: is there just a slightest nip of life for the borough? Uh,
10: Great goal, great captain's goal there from Dutchie. But considering it is Port, you you wouldn't rule it out. But, yeah, just the way Collingwood have been playing all day and, quite frankly, the way Port have been playing all day, it's not the easiest of tasks, let's put it that way.
9: So it'll be King and Tanner to do battle in the ruck again. Maybe a glimmer of light here for Port Melbourne as Tanner won the tap down. Ball falls away of the piezo. Quick little handball out. Guy in pursuit of the football. They do well here though, Port Melbourne. And they get a clear and kick inside Ford 50. But it's uh, that defender again, Sophie Casey, coming out. Almost took the intercept. Got a handball inside. Port Melbourne do well to hem them away inside their Ford 50. Colburn Veal went back in there. Sharked out a little handball here though towards Velado. Kick along the line is marked there by Bowies. So. She gets a kick up towards centre wing. The target's out the back here. Hallett for the pies. She went in under it. Little handball sharked its way out, and they work it well here via hand. Getting the ball now is King. And she well, she nearly missed her foot when she kicked it. Went back in to try to pick up the football. Got a little handball out to a team, Matt, And now the Pies go inside, forward 50. Lambert, the target. Too strong for her opponent. Worked her under the football. Shevlin running back towards the goal square. They've got targets everywhere. Kick fell the way of Bunker. She couldn't take the mark. Port Melbourne defence do well. They looked at sixes and sevens there, but uh, they stopped that Collingwood 4A forward. It's Port Melbourne 139, Collingwood 5333.
8: We wait for the ball to be thrown back into play with the Fred Cook end of the ground. Also, if you're watching on the VFLW YouTube stream, you see the Sandridge Adventure Centre in the background. Immediately wrapped up here, Bailey, and the umpire well pardon me, was Diet, and the umpire will take the football back. We're just about on the 50 metre arc now for Collingwood, as the ball is thrown high in the air again. King beaten out by Tanner. Kies over around the football had to go back again Hallett on a hammer, Kies got brought to ground umpire says without the football so a free kick for the Port Melbourne captain, which was formerly on the Collingwood AFLW list and also on the Southern Saints AFLW list Kies left boot goes long up the line, easy mark there for the Pies in defence I think it might be Nevo kind of back there he's got the football, just looking around for some options, gets on the right boot Goes towards centre-half, forward. Oh. oh, good grab. Second right in the breadbasket. The play on quickly. On the right boot, going in towards the hotspot. 30 metres out from goal. Oh. There's there oh. with a cheeky hair pass oh. over the head. Went to Barnett. It was almost a no-look job. Jamie Lambert, she's got all the party tricks. She does weddings, bar mitzvahs, birthday <laughs> parties. And on that occasion, gives a goal to Imogen Barnett, who will have her third for the day. 6-3-39 Collingwood. Port Melbourne one 39 as we've reached the halfway mark of the final quarter and I think uh, Elise Kellest that's all she wrote. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking before
10: about whether that will sp- that port goal would spark some life, but that's one way to snuff out that candle. And speaking of Jamie Lambert, when you you're as good as she is, you can you can do handballs like that.
9: So from the restart, Port Melbourne try to uh, respond from that goal quick little kick off the ground there by Jarks and they work their way inside Ford 50 shot towards goal by Richards it might bounce through, no, they get back there Colburn, Veal rushing that through for one behind so Port Melbourne now go to 1-4-10 they trail Collingwood by 29 points it was 6-3-39 Time the enemy here for the borough 11 minutes gone in this f- fourth term as we wait for
8: they've lost the football the, there, yeah, the players trying <laughs> get it back to the other side <laughs> of the fence because it's caught in the netting I think or just underneath They're all having a bit of trouble trying to get it out, and now they finally do. One thing we should be talking about, obviously, is not only the players trying to impress here in the VFLW, but the coaches as well. Clove McMillan with an unbeaten record as it stands, and we know now that the Geelong role is up for grabs after Paul Hood stepped down, and of course uh, David Lake no longer at the Gold Coast, so a couple of AFLW head coaching roles up for grabs. As the ball gets its way towards the half-back flank, all wrapped up, the umpire will call for the ball back and throw it up in the air as Tanner wins it down on this occasion. Close towards the boundary line, going in to pick it up now as McNamara for Port Melbourne swings around with the boot, was looking originally in the Kai's direction, now at her feet, got some opponents here coming in, including Sophie Casey for the Pies. And once again, we're going to have a restart of play. The umpire will take the football back. We're on wing, city side of the ground, 29-point lead to the Pies. So it'll be uh, King and
9: Tanner to do battle in the ruck again. Little handball out by Can Went towards King. Kick up towards half-forward. Sansanity with a good fish. She laid a good tackle as well. Anthony was in there for Port Melbourne. She was wrapped up as soon as she grabbed it. Haller with a nice little handball out towards Bunker. She gets a kick towards full-forward. Barnett trying to... Uh, trying to tackle her opponent there that was uh, that was McLaren but the boundary line is going to beat them all and we'll have it tossed in deep inside forward 50 for the Magpies who lead at 6 39 Port Melbourne 1-4-10 the dangerous Lambert around this football for the Magpies Barnett around there as well so King trying to work towards front spot. Tanner won the tap down though for Port Melbourne and uh, in there was Kai's and uh, the ball is kicked towards the full forward spot and it's dribbled out the back. I think it's going to be touch or no. It's going to go towards this near side and through for one behind. So the Magpies go to 6-4-40. Port Melbourne one 4-10. We've just gone over 13 minutes in this final quarter
8: as the kick is short to McLaren or the a for it, didn't do it any favours to go back in and get it again on a second crack at it now it gets wrapped up quickly in jumps clear diet as well the umpire says I'll ask for the football back please and we'll call for a ball up in there was Imogen Purcell for the pies Mac- uh, Mikaela back on the ball here for Collingwood with the tape around the nose Kai's going with her Can tries to feed out the hand pass didn't work out on the bottom of the deck umpire will ask for the footy back we're on here tomorrow 2 30 p.m for hawthorne versus north melbourne yours truly on commentary and i can guarantee you'll have more than half an hour's sleep before coming to call the game <laughs> i'll have four hours sleep before coming to the call of the game tomorrow as going in now to pick up the football is Xander kicks around the corner <laughs> lacks a fortune taking the ball as bowie and she'll be lining up for goal from about 25 meters out, 45 degree angle some quick thoughts from elise collect
10: if, the, if Barnett's goal didn't uh, seal the icy on the cake before, if
8: she kicks it here, this one will. In comes Anna Bowie, and it looks pretty good. And that means it goes out to a six-goal lead, 7-4-46. Collingwood, 1-4 for, for the borough meaning they're stuck on ten. Six-goal margin here well VFLW match of the day between third and first, and uh, they clap her coming from the ground, they get around her. And Why Paul Sebastiani you? at the moment after 11 rounds, Collingwood are going to be 11 and zip. Can anyone chase
9: them down. Well if anyone was going to beat them it was going to be this team today but uh, the class has shone through the AFLW listed girls getting right on top the likes of Lambert, Shevlin Imogen Barnett as well getting involved too with three goals and now she's gone to, to 14 for the season so it's uh, a big one here for the Magpies with uh, just under five minutes to go. Tanner with the, uh, or Edmonds rather, with the uh, tap towards Port Melbourne's forward 50. But uh, the pies, by via hand, they work it out here and now they're going to go up towards half forward. Guy led pursuit of the football, but uh, Diet is going to win back possession for the Barrett. She's wrapped up immediately. Gave the darn o- Don't argue. And the umpire said that's holding the ball. They move it quickly. Shevlin inside, forward 50 towards Lambert. Had it well fisted away from her. Now here comes Cowan with a little handball. out was okay towards Magnum. Mara. The kick uh, is going to be intercepted though by Velado. She's got a, she's got plenty of time and space. Gives a little handball inside. It was okay and now they go in towards the middle. Kick towards Xander. She couldn't take the mark. Port Melbourne with the numbers here. They win out. Lock. Kick up towards half forward. She's got Melissa Kais in pursuit of the football. Casey probably should have taken possession of the football. She punched it and she picked up her own football.
8: Gave a little handball to Leah. Now the Pies can clear up towards this outer side but it's all Port Melbourne. And Jonah run onto the football is Richards, Richards tried to keep the football in front of herself, got some company here got brought to ground and the umpire says the ball has gone over the boundary line and out of bounds so we'll call for a ball in a little bit of, oh no it just says Lasso rule, interesting call and that's going the way of Demi Hallett for the Pies, so Lasso rule free kick for Collingwood on the Ingalls Street side of the ground, City side now swings it around the our forward flank, easily read there by Alice Edmonds She takes the football for the borough. Edmonds kicks it long up the line towards centre wing. Bounces past Wilson. Waiting out the back there is Purcell. And she will see the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. And uh, we'll wait for a throw in. 7-4-46 Collingwood. 1-4-10 Port Melbourne. We've got about three minutes remaining in this contest. Ball is thrown back into play. And just bringing it down there was... Edmonds, fromage, Kennedy. Kennedy kicks around the corner towards the half forward flank. Kai's sandwiched and hits the ground pretty hard. Pies now moved the ball back in towards centre wing, uh, me, the center of the ground. Taking a mark and getting a shove at the last moment was Xander. Xander, who's been battered and bruised. Good performance from her today. Going across the case, he now swings it around looking for canned. To get onto it. It was an awkward bounce, but she positioned herself well. Can comes back in looking for Xander. Gets a little nudge from Bailey. Velado. Can't get it out. Jumping in there, Cody Jacks. Takes it for the borough. Snatched it out quickly and hurriedly put it on the boot. Went up the lines. Kais tries to tackle from behind. In comes Purcell. Purcell got away from Locke. Gave it across. Caitlin Lee could be in trouble here as uh, the tackle tried to be laid on there by Jax but the ball got away towards another pack situation. We'll call for a ball up. Hallett jumping into that contest right on the edge of the two centre circles. So
9: just under two minutes remain here at North Port Oval. Magpies are going to be 11 and zip after this one today and from the ruck contest ball won by Shevlin. She's wrapped up as soon as she grabbed the football and had her kick smothered. That might have been a throw there Yep, umpire has called the free kick. It'll go the way of the Magpies and they can just slow proceedings down here and wind down the clock free kick here at centre half back and they work it up towards this broad card side it's a good kick and Michaela Can comes out and takes the mark and uh, she opts to go forward of centre, Lambert her target had front spot, well fisted away from her, Velado with a little handball back to Lambert and she got another beautiful backwards handball by Velado uh, by uh, Lambert to Velado. now they go inside forward, 50 to the Magpies, and this is maybe going to be downfield, absolutely yep, I think it was Sophie Molan who came in Uh, No, umpire's going to... Yeah, no, it is downfield. Yep. So it'll go the way of Imogen Barnett and at least call it Lambert with another little handball out the back.
10: (laughs) The things you can do when you're Jamie Lambert. Bloody hell.
9: So Imogen Barnett. She's already kicked three today. This would cap off a fantastic day for her already. 25 metres out. Kick on its way. And it sneaks its way home. And the Magpies get their eighth; they go to eight four fifty-two. Port Melbourne stuck on one four ten. Barnett gets her fourth of the day, and uh, this is a big win for the Magpies, Elise.
10: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, these extra goals are just party time now for the Pies, and yeah, it it would it'll give them a lot of confidence as well because it was a, it was a struggle early on, and the fact that they've been able to get a win this big. We'll, we'll be able to prove to them that they, they can do it in any kind of situation.
8: Imogen Barnett, where's her future? Geelong, Ooh. North Melbourne. As the siren sounds to indicate full time here at Northport Oval, and the ladder leading magpies continue their unbeaten season. 8 4 52 defeating Port Melbourne 1 4 10. And Collingwood, in the end, too fit, too strong, and ran away. And and that's one thing, Elise Collette, that we saw today with, with uh, Jamie Lambert and uh, Amelia Velado and a few others on the list, uh, Abby Maloney, just the strength of those AFLW players in their bodywork and positioning at times. I wouldn't say intimidated Port Melbourne, but were too smart for them.
10: Yeah, absolutely. And they're AFLW listed for a reason. They're, they know where where to be in the right places they know how to use their body well and yeah definitely to uh, to Collingwood's advantage there today
8: indeed final scores here 1-4-10 Port Melbourne Collingwood 8 4 Paul Sebastiani you may be having to leave us shortly yeah in, in a couple of minutes we've got uh, SCN commitments here so I've got a, waiting for a phone call Bet Deluxe we've got to update the uh, the Flemington punters and that call's coming in right now okay thank you very much Paul Sebastiani we hope <laughs> to pleasure. catch you before we go off air but if we don't thank you we've got to get that Saturday tip off you by the way just quietly we'll see how we go but uh, Elise Collette as we just see the sides shaking hands out on the ground no little argy-bargy as we we saw there at three-quarter time. I was just saying, with Imogen Barnett, um, AFLW list when it comes to draft time in July, there's plenty of sides out there looking for a forward, not only in Victoria, but as we know, I uh, up at the Gold Coast, up at GWS. Um, a few clubs would be sniffing around, I reckon, for the services of Imogen Barnett.
10: And why wouldn't they? She, she was an absolute star today. I guess the tricky thing for someone in Barnett's situation is, did do you nominate for Victoria, which gives you more options, or or do you nominate for somewhere interstate where you're more likely to get picked up because those sides need a tall target like her?
8: I think it also depends on the interstate club. You do have the option. Like, well, GWS has got the New South Wales pool exclusively to themselves. You can kind of hit the GWS if, for example, they're a bit cool on you. If they're like, we maybe, maybe don't want you, you could say, okay... I'd rather if you rather prefer stay in Victoria. Say I'll nominate for the Victorian draft pool, and if you don't get taken the Victorian draft pool, and if GWS have a spare pick at the end, you can uh, clubs can remember reserve that mm. pick to sign free agents. So that is there true. is that possibility. I.e. the Sarah Perkins situation from the inaugural draft. Sarah Perkins wasn't taken after nominating for the Victorian draft. Bet Guider picks up the phone and the deal is made, and Perkins goes to the Adelaide Crows. Now you could have a bu- that situation for an Imogen Barnett.
10: Yeah, exactly.
8: So, uh, again, four goals of her. Great performance today. But I just want to praise two goals today. Matilda Zander batted from pillar to post today. And as much as we praise the likes of Jamie Lemon, we expect that quality from a player like yeah. that. Zander today just going and going and going again.
10: Yeah, absolutely. She's she's the kind of player you want on a side. Talented, but also a, a tough night that will inspire the rest of rest of the girls to go, hey, if Matilda's getting bruised and bashed and still able to get up and, and do what she was able to do why
8: can't I? Just a quick mention for those that will be watching on the YouTube stream, we know you're going to leave us very shortly uh, so you uh, end coverage as both sides leave the grounds we're just waiting for Port Melbourne to leave, the current will no doubt be on the Port Melbourne huddle with Lockie Harris chatting to his troops after their disappointing loss today by uh, 42 points. Um, we remind you that we will continue on warfradio.com for about another 5 or 10 minutes, warfradio.com and also on this channel, w ARFradio.com. You can catch the game tomorrow. 2.30pm for pre-game. 3.30pm bounce down. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. A crucial 8th versus 9th battle. The fight to stay in the finals hunt. Hawthorne North Melbourne from 2.30pm tomorrow. On WARFradio.com, and for those YouTube stream, you may leave us very shortly. Thanks again for your company, being great having you along. Don't forget, follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. WARF Radio. Um, as we continue looking through that Collingwood uh, list, Peter Holden, along with uh, Elise Colette, um, Jen Guy good game today. I thought it felt maybe a little bit quiet there in that second half. Mm-hmm. Found plenty of the football. Did a job through the middle of the ground. Also, Michaela Canis, we saw taped up with, you know, had the nose taped up. She was fighting hard for it in that second half. Oh, Sophie Casey just kept on keeping. The one thing about Sophie Casey is, and 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 has been mentioned as we heard in the pre-game show, she's underrated because she's not flashy or anything like that she's not taking the most spectacular marks. she's not doing the party trick handballs like jamie lambert but she just keeps on keeping on it's, it's a good solid footballer good honest footballer that you can rely upon yeah
10: exactly i don't have much else to add to that yeah you don't uh, you don't don't necessarily need all the flashiness if you're just a solid footballer that's good by hand and foot that's that's all you really need
8: if we look at the Port Melbourne side, uh, the usual suspects uh, did well. M- M- Melissa Kais tried to step up in that, in that uh, third and fourth quarter to try and start something. Kicked a goal as well. Tried to get them going. Kicked that goal. Unfortunately, not enough uh, support around the ground. Catherine Smith kept going all day, all day, all day. One of the best games I've seen Smitty play in the VFLW in a while. Actually, I thought, no. I thought she, and I, I actually thought, and maybe it's playing against her old Eastern Devils teammate. Cause she ran with a bit for Jamie Lambert. You kind of got the feeling maybe Smitty thrived on the challenge. Smitty almost feels like one of those players that you talk about where they they are better when they're against better opposition.
10: Yeah, yeah. No knowing, knowing Smitty, she'll she would have loved the challenge to run with someone like a Jamie Lambert. And yeah, as you were saying, they they have been te- there were teammates down at the devs, they probably know how each other plays very well, so yeah, it would have been would have been a fun uh, fun challenge? I don't know. But yeah, it would have been been quite a challenge. Uh, that she would have thrived on today.
8: I don't know if there was limited game time for, because, and this is the thing, when you have alignments, you don't know behind the scenes if some players are told you can only play X amount of time on, on the ground and that deals are made between the coaches. But it felt like Gabby Seymour popped up for a couple of minutes then disappeared. Sarah Cincinnati popped up once, disappeared. Cody Jacks pops up every for a few minutes every now and again, disappears. And that just seemed to be the story today, Paul Sebastiani, when I looked yep. at a lot of the Port Melbourne players, particularly some of the quality Richmond AFLW listed players. Popped up for a few minutes then
9: disappear. Yeah, well, and and we spoke about this in the call as well. It could even be, you know, fitness point of view, being able to get from contest to contest more often too. And and I think then you look at the class factor as well. You know, I mean, what Jamie, I know we spoke about it throughout the call, but what Jamie Lambert was doing out there, you could just see the the golfing talent out there. And I think that's what came to the fore at the end as well. You know, the Collingwood AFLW team were right up there in grand final contention this year and obviously knocked out in that prelim but, you know, I think that is just incumbent on what the Collingwood AFLW girls have been able to do this year compared to what maybe the Richmond AFLW girls did this year as well. So, look, Collingwood's class came to the fore today and, and, and that's what proved the difference. You saw them going forward of centre. They were just able to find opportunities towards goal. Barnett, again, with four goals, she's probably, I think, she'd be nearly leading, if yeah. not leading, the VFLW goal scoring. So, again, the class factor, massive, and, and they were enormous again today, today. The Magpies, 11 and zip, who's going to beat them? Yeah, In well, I-
10: Sorry, if I could just butt in real quick and uh, praise my Devils clubmate in Sarah Vakamara. She she got plenty of the ball, and she was, despite being ignored several times, she was she was finding the space really well. And if they'd kicked to her, they might have got a few more runs on the ball and, and a couple more chains, and things could have been different. But so yeah, yeah, well done, little Mac, and yeah, hopefully. She, um, she keeps her spot.
8: One of those players who unfortunately had a filthy day despite trying hard was Sophie Molan. He, I mean, she mm. kept having a crack. She laid tackle, She jumped in. But uh, there was a couple of times today where she needed superglue on the hands. The ball just wouldn't stick for her no matter what she did. And of course, that brain fade play on after she had that free kick. Yeah, you, she, you know, she'll be walking away from that game going uh, you know, just showing the hands up there. The coach will probably tap her and you know what? You had a dodgy one today. Get it out of your mind.
10: Yeah, she th- with that particular play on, she got she looked like she got up really gingerly. So maybe like she yeah. was just not thinking straight or something because she so was almost
8: like it was like a quarterback taking a knee in American football. That's how it looked. It Was like well, that's rather odd, is mm, Yeah, because she yeah, stumbled when she got up. So
10: yeah, we don't we don't know what was going through her head at that point. We'll never know. But yeah.
8: Well, that concludes uh, that our look at the game. 8 4 to 1-4-10. Uh, four goals for Imogen Barnett. Two to Matilda Zander. Singles to Caitlin Bunker and Hannah Bowie. And for Port Melbourne, just that one goal to Melissa Kai Seven-goal win in the end to Collingwood over Port Melbourne. Might get some around the ground scores to wrap things up to find out uh, how the other results went and what that could mean uh, for finals ramifications because we're in round 11 of a 14-round season. Elise a
10: Few uh, very interesting results that that could could um, make the ladder very interesting. Uh, final score down at Casey. Paul, you're going to like this one. Yep. Uh, Carlton 50, 51, Casey 25. Big win against a strong side. Could make things very interesting. Um, down at Williamstown, it, it scores it a dead even again. Could be could go either way down there. Uh, 16, uh, 16 points apiece between the Seagulls and the Falks. And speaking of the ladder again, um, Bulldogs are doing their finals chances absolutely no harm. They are 18 points ahead of Essendon. There
8: it is. So that race for six spot, Pete, is really heating up now, isn't it? Absolutely. And uh, I'm just looking in the ladder at the moment, which means Collingwood should be sitting on 44 points. Uh, The Cats should be sitting on 36. Um, That means Port Melbourne will still be sitting on 32. Casey, with that loss, will be sitting on 30. Essendon, if they have lost to the Bulldogs?
10: I uh, don't think that's full-time yet. Uh, I'll did, have
8: ch- uh, again, check. that final score again from that game? Uh,
10: Bulldogs 28 plays, Essendon 10. Yeah, I don't think that
8: yeah. would be full-time yet. So so if, if that result kind of stands, Essendon oh. are going to find themselves all of a sudden in fifth spot wobbly at 24. The Southern Saints, with their loss today against Geelong, would then go to uh, 20 points. The Western uh-huh. Bulldogs would then jump to 20 points on the ladder so the bulldogs are now knocking on the door carlton would jump to 16 points so uh, as it sits at the moment um uh, at the moment our match of the day next saturday at the moment locked in is carlton versus geelong so yeah we 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 had a tough call was going to be that or essendon north melbourne because uh, all of a sudden... But that depends on North Melbourne winning tomorrow. That's yep. all, all up in the air. But we are definitely locked in for Carlton and Geelong, which is if Carlton win on their home deck, Ooh. they're alive. They're alive for the finals. Sorry, I just wanted to
10: butt in quickly, and the website saying that the Bulldogs' excellent score is the full-time score. There
8: we go. Yeah, okay. So that so, so is is full-time. So that means the Bulldogs at the moment, uh, according to the ladder with the Southern Saints, the Bulldogs are behind the Southern Saints on percentage alone.
10: Interesting, interesting, interesting.
8: Percentage will be about 40%, so that means the Bulldogs yeah. really do need to win. And ironically, those two teams meet in the final round. Huh. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> Hold on huh. to your hats for be both supporters. Be the Can- old, that
10: old... Uh, Devs, Creakers, Muggers scenario from all those years
8: ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that day as, uh, as well. That means Carlton sitting on 16 points. At the moment, though, their percentage has uh, their percentage is behind Hawthorne's percentage, and Hawthorne play North Melbourne tomorrow. Percentage mm. is going to be the big thing, I think, coming yep. into this one. I think that's
9: what's probably going to hurt the Blues is when they've lost, they've... they've um well, they've been belted yeah, as, as yeah. when we called their game against us, and they were they were well um, well handled in that game. So it's as we said, it's going to be a very very tight race heading into the uh, final rounds of the year, Pete.
8: Absolutely, and remember our game uh, tomorrow Hawthorne, North Melbourne eighth yep. versus ninth crucial game for both sides and then Carlton and Geelong next Saturday at Icon Park. Licking your lips for that one. Uh, First of all, Elise Collette thank you very much again for your company, making your way out here to Northport Oval. Thank you for having me. Uh, To Paul Sebastiani uh, the Wizard of Odds from Bet Deluxe before we let you go, uh, Saturday Tip. You were
9: just saying yes, I I was just going to butt in and and make sure we mention that, so uh, make sure you get onto tips.betdeluxe.com.au to check out all my handy work for the races today. Flemington, race six, number six, Realm of Flowers in the Andrew Rams. And you get about four bucks there. Now, if she wins that race, she goes straight into the Melbourne Cup, automatic qualification. So speaking of ramifications later in the year, (laughs) that's what's going to happen there for the horse that wins that race. And then in the last, race nine, number nine, Vegas
8: Knight. Each way, I reckon I might be having a night out at Vegas if this wins. Eh? <laughs> Vegas night, back that one. That, that 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 is that the one the alimony payments. Is that the, <laughs> <laughs> what they call that one the get out of jail one. Paul Sebastiani, thank you very much again for Pleasure. your company. I'm Peter Holden. Thanks very much for joining us here at Northport Oval today. In the end, it, I wouldn't call it a bit of a up Both sides had a red hot crack, but the scoreboard shows dominance to Collingwood, and they remain top of the ladder undefeated in season 2021 Collingwood 8452 defeating Port Melbourne 1410 I'll catch you tomorrow at 230 p.m for Hawthorne and North Melbourne right here on warfradio.com. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40.